Should we start with a woo? Woo. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Okay. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, today I have Luke Brooks, who is the founder of Tribalism and has set himself a a goal of one year to one million net worth. Uh, He's going to be documenting his multiple businesses that he's running. uh, And I find that fascinating. Uh, He's an entrepreneur and uh, you're up to some wild shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Things are a bit everywhere at the moment. There's everything going on. So... You're yeah. adapting though, like. Yeah, this year particularly, I think. Um, last year was it was a tough year, I have to admit. Yeah. Because we came out of uni and then straight into doing what I wanted to do. Um, I had been doing it before, but then doing it then and then, COVID hit, of mm. course, which is everyone's COVID. life just completely thrown out the window. Mm. Everything you wanted to do sort of changed and had to adapt, but that's the way it is, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's, that's life one of my favorite sayings is uh, adapt and overcome yes like, apply it to everything even though like i can't get a jar open like well then you don't get the thing in the jar. yeah like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, so i find that very attractive to human beings that like have chosen not to give up because i know a lot of people when covid hit just like folded yeah i think a lot of people, i think that's something that i've seen particularly in this year and seeing because i mean we adapted very we were at a position where we could because I say we, there's two sides of it. Me, myself, because we're small in that sense at the moment, it still gives us a chance to completely change tact and go a different route. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people I've seen, and I'm not annoyed at them, but it's just a bit like, why? Why? I can see the way that you can go, but just I think some people don't see it quite as crystal clear. Yeah. And I think that whole thing of if you can get through this year, then obviously, well, next two or three years yeah. then you can pretty much get for anything hopefully yeah your your bar is set quite high and yes can, <laughs> everything else is easy right yeah that's an that's an interesting mindset that i try to apply with like everything i do like um so my, my housemate does uh, sananga have you ever heard of that no I it's like that. Uh, an eye drop that you put in your eye that's kind of like the uh, the tribes in the amazon use it for, like, oh, like wow. crystal clear vision but it's agony for about two to three minutes yeah and like all your face tenses up and then yeah. it like leaks out and it's, but once you do that the rest of your day nothing's as bad <laughs> yes i bet <laughs> it's, like, it's beneficial yeah um, so yeah almost like you're doing the business equivalent of sananga <laughs> yeah i suppose that as well i mean i've I, quite recently i've seen a lot of people um i've been following a lot of the sas people and the nice. and their morning routines like jumping straight out of bed i think one of them fills up a wheelie bin full of ice water and then sits in that for five minutes and just like i suppose he says obviously once you've done that that's everything completely like it doesn't matter what you do after that yeah, because yeah. that's your day started but, tell you so what. yeah exactly <laughs> but um yeah it's not for me <laughs> do you think you'll eventually start sliding into that um uh, probably not a wheelie bin especially not yeah. ice cold <laughs> just a cold shower yes <laughs> have you ever heard of like wim hof and kind of uh, um i'll talk to you about it after but he's essentially a guy that uh, he's known as the ice man he- oh wait no no i did uh, uh, this morning i think i found out about him is, is he the one that did the um under the ice and mm-hmm. the coldest women and also i think he did something else where he sat in ice for a certain amount of time or whatever yeah, like 48 hours or yeah something. he climbed everest in shorts that he's, oh, wow. he's a madman but he's uh, <laughs> there's a whole load of science on it now um, some scientists injected him with a coli and he uses breathing method which he does in the cold to like essentially get rid of it and oh wow he, he even said give me 20 people and uh, i'll teach 10 of them how to do this and 10 of them i won't and then they did the e. coli thing and the people that didn't know how to do this all went down hard and then oh, his wow. students like so yeah he's, he's on like a whole rampage trying to inf- 
you know get this out because he he believes that the human body is like forgotten how to deal with like the immune response and, yes and the cold is away so yeah yeah you do think that especially when because like just flicking through the instagram and seeing what he was what he was doing and like walking around in the snow and like well, we did used to do that i mean obviously we were probably a bit hairier back then and <laughs> yeah. maybe that would help us a bit with the warmth but yeah like nowadays everything's all quite cozy in your exactly. in your room with your jumpers on and that yeah and then a good metaphor is that cozy in your job roles and it's only yes. the entrepreneurs that go in the cold <laughs> <laughs> stand out and go a different route mm-hmm. so that's what i wanted to focus on mostly yeah. is because I, I just find that like fascinating like obviously every entrepreneur has their own different route that they want to take or like idea in their head um but i think all of them have one thing in common is like just the mindset yes what do you think it is about your mindset that makes you think that you can do this i don't really i i've thought about this and in terms of i definitely i've always been a sort of confident person in myself Mm. um not saying that i could stand up in front of a room and start i'm not not that sort of i i think i am um i can never remember the words people that spend a lot more time um away from the limelight i'm not somebody that can get out there and do all that sort of confident stuff but myself i don't have too much of an issue inside in terms of my own confidence Mm. um i've completely drawn blank what we're talking about (laughs) yeah it was mindset um about mindset or what what it is about your attitude to like going out in the big world and 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 surviving on your own opposed yes. to just getting a job yeah well i think yeah so self-confidence in myself so who i am and then also i suppose for me it's always been the route that i've seen everyone else take in terms of the more traditional route go and get a job and do what you want to do mm. for me personally i've never wanted to do that i've never particularly found that attractive working for someone and not being able to do what you want to do in a sense but keep going day in day out and do what they want um, but also as well, for me, I've seen that it doesn't achieve what I want to achieve. So mm. why would I bother going down that route and not particularly be happy? Whereas if I went the other route and did what I want to do, and obviously it gives me that chance to reach those goals that I want to reach. Yeah. So it's, I suppose it's more a case of necessity that if I went the other way, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, you can guarantee your outcome if you go the the standard traditional yes. route uh, but you you know you could equally have multiple outcomes if you go your route yeah you know you adapt and yeah um adapt and change <laughs> yeah i think that's that's it in a nutshell but i just there's like a because i get frustrated at people that um that uh, and i regularly refer to this metaphor like a bucket of crabs have you heard that like so if you have a bucket of crabs um, and one tries to get to the top and it begins to get to the rim of the, the bucket the other crabs pull it down because they're like safety in numbers you oh know, really or, you know it's beyond or whatever or, or maybe it's more spiteful like no if you're not going to be free <laughs> I'm with you yeah, um, I, I see that in society the second someone tries to do something yes people are like no no I ain't doing that you know really negative toxic or passive aggressive like demoralizing even from people that like are your friends or love you yes like, I don't know if you found that personally like yeah I mean I suppose I have. I, I've never really listened to it. <laughs> so it's just gone me the other way. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I have. I think particularly my parents, I think, are a bit more risk averse and they maybe wouldn't necessarily have done some of the things I've... Well, not I wouldn't. I, I don't want to talk bad about my parents. <laughs> they, they, they would. And I think maybe some of their own issues and fears and things come in place. And I think a lot of this 
mindset of going out and doing what you want to do I think it's backed by people being scared of going forward and doing that mm. it's a case of you like you said scared of on the, the being scared of the unknown of mm. like what's is is there actually going to be a greener pasture over that hill or is it going to be yeah horrible yeah <laughs> and um yeah so I think that is definitely something that people see and I think that's what holds people back mm. for me personally particularly I, th- I think I was always pushed as a kid to go out and try things and always take every opportunity that I could and I think that's maybe because my parents didn't always as such and I, I don't know if that was again from their own fear or something like that but I, I know that particularly my mum she definitely pushed me in to go and go to that play scheme go and do that thing go and speak to that person and kept just sort of pushing me and yeah. telling me to do it and and that I think did build up a bit of self-confidence of going and doing it and I will be okay when I come out on the other side yeah yeah so if you're not you know that you can deal with it yeah yeah it's never actually that bad (laughs) yeah yeah uh I suppose it's your attitude to like like coping with with anything because like bad things can happen for instance like you know for me to take a risk and do some of the things that I've done um or pursuits career-wise like could make me either in debt or homeless or like who knows who knows what but like for me i guess it's like the bucket of ice like it won't be it won't be any worse than it's been before in my life so have you had a a low point that you can refer to as like a like a well as long as it doesn't be that bad (laughs) i suppose actually yeah really realistic like last couple of months have been pretty before this um the end of last year i seriously burnt out badly Mm. and i think that was just obviously I had everything sort of planned out in the way that I was going to go. Mm-hmm. COVID yep. hit <laughs> and shat all over that. <laughs> so we had to go a different route. And that, I think, kept pushing myself. I kept trying to push myself to go. Just kept pushing. And I think in the end, I just sort of, I burnt out for seriously badly. And mm. I um, I struggled a bit with my own mental health and something that I've never actually had to deal with before because i've always been quite resilient and sort of bouncing off and it's not it's not i didn't believe mental health i did believe that that was an issue it's just it until you experience that i suppose you don't really quite understand how that can affect someone yeah that's as true. deeply as it can because it is it's you against you which is quite difficult <laughs> yeah, especially if you're a strong will character right yes Cause, yeah because you you come up with all the reasons why you're right in your head about being wrong <laughs> yes yeah exactly <laughs> yeah uh, one of the main reasons i started the podcast really was to um a confront social hypocrisies uh, and b uh, deal with like mental health and and reassure people that like it's fine and it happens and you will get through like this tough patch and you know like as long as you don't make the decision the bad the worst of them all <laughs> yeah then you're fine um and it's unfortunate when people do but um yeah essentially the more people that come forward and say i deal with mental health problems yeah. all the time then it becomes the normal. easier it becomes and yeah. everyone can sort of tune in together yeah and if someone's having a bad day or someone's acting out you, you can identify quickly like ah like you're struggling like you need help yes. not like you're being a dickhead I yeah, hate yeah, you. Yeah. you can just you can say like okay this guy needs time he needs hug space like the talk yeah i think that's that's a difficult bit for me as well because i've never really been that person that i need like a hug and that's what i've been very much when i've got problems i want to be left alone and Mm. to deal with it so i think that that was that was quite difficult and um but yeah yeah that's a really cool really cool meaning for like doing this and getting that out yeah yeah i'm hoping it will change um uh one of the main 
things I've struggled to uh, to deal with is like doing what you did quite easily, which is to like not listen to the negatives because a lot of people are like, if you like you're doing it, you're embarrassing yourself, you know, like essentially in fewer words or like, you know, this is on the internet forever. Yes. And I'm like, like, I, I don't care. But if someone says, like, you, know, you sound like a bit of a dickhead or no one's going to employ you now or like you sound like a wet blanket or, you know, no one's going to go out with you because you, you're like this depressed dude and kind of like, <laughs> not really, like, because it's just, it depends how you look at it. It's like, yeah. it's a moment in time. This human's very healthy and has all the things uh, in life that come in their way. But at this point, they're, they're upset about something and yeah. they just need to like, this person at the gym has hurt their muscles. They need a couple of days. <laughs> yes, yeah. Same thing. Brains are just that. Um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, I've got like mad respect for your ability not to listen to the naysayers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, they do get to you at some points, sometimes. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely. I, I think for me, it's always been, well, what's the alternative in a sense? And if that alternative doesn't make me happy, then does it really matter what these other things are? And, and I do get, I mean, there's times, I mean, I've, I've only recently come back onto social media and mm. I mean, like even just, like I was messaging the other day and that sort of thing that was like first things that's happened in a sense and coming back onto it so I think yeah it's definitely I'm drawing a blank again that's what it happens when it happens all the time first five episodes of this podcast I would just be like ah! <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no idea um, so you were touching on um, like trolls getting to you and oh kind of, yeah. yeah yeah no I've never really had I've, I've never had that problem but in a sense I'm not too bothered about what other people think about what I do and the way that I do it. Because like I say, it's, it's I know that I'm choosing a different route and whatever I do in terms of all this entrepreneurial stuff, even at least I will regret more not doing it than I would later on in life regret, yeah, not doing it. So it's, it's very much, I will never regret doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, listening to someone and doing nothing and, and taking the path. I have to find that like, the the critics they they don't do anything themselves and they're very this is the thing <laughs> yeah they, all they do is live, live to gossip about other people yeah and like I don't have it in me enough to care about someone's like what they're not doing or failing like yeah. I like to again when I have a podcast like to talk to people that are doing things because that's yeah. creativity and yeah. um I, I took a very like spiritual turn in my thirties to you know, for many reasons, but uh, I prefer this kind of reality of seeing like alternatives to how things are. Like I could argue that, um, you know, those people are like, you know, horrible, blah, blah, blah. Like give them all the names under the sun. Or I could say that they've got like negative energy, like mm. an actual energy, like you would like, uh, I know with music, if I played you a, a heavy metal song, it would like mm. hype you up maybe. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, or like you'd get a bit annoyed or if it was like calming, you'd be calm. Like we're, we're, susceptible to energies and frequencies that are all around us all the time yeah, we definitely just haven't really addressed that socially or scientifically yet um and i think some people if they're around the right kind of energy like me and you were like encouraging and enthusiasm like that's good energy that, yeah. that that's like attractive and it, it creates and your mindset will be to to make things not destroy things you're not going to go home and be like hmm I hate Graham Norton or something like yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Graham Norton off air a second ago <laughs> uh, and how good he is at hosting um yeah, you're not going to like go home and like negatively commenting on stuff like you're going to go home and take care of your shit that you've started right yeah and i think a lot of people when they do comment on that sort of stuff it's, it comes again from a place of fear that they're they're scared to maybe do it out themselves so they sort of look at other people doing it and maybe feel a bit of resentment or 
I think more fear than necessarily resentment that they see it and they think, oh, you're gonna you're gonna mess up, you're gonna fail, like mm-hmm. like stop, don't do it, like stay back. But yeah, I think it is. Soon as you push through that, then it just becomes a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever found? Um, probably not the best question to ask someone live on air. Uh, not live, but you know, no, go for it. We can edit it out if you don't like. No, it. yeah, no worries <laughs> at all. Have you found you have to push a number of people away in order to achieve this? Um. Oh. No. No. It's not good. personally. I've. I've. No. I'd maybe not push people. It sort of ignore people's opinions and stuff. And I've, I've always, I, I think in terms of who I am, I'm quite strong will character in that sense. So if people do say like, don't do this, don't push forward, I thought again, just sort of ignore them and go, yeah, yeah, and just sort of go, well, I'm going to do it anyway, whether you like it or not. So it, it, I've never had to push anyone away because I suppose I, I maybe have, maybe not knowingly, and mm-hmm. maybe naturally people have just gravitated away from me because they know that well they're not going to change my route so yeah. you're well, not doing what I want to yeah. do I'm going away <laughs> exactly good <laughs> <laughs> fuck off <laughs> uh, that, that's wonderful um, yeah one of my main things has been like, having to have like a social culling yeah. of a number of people not not because I don't like them or um, you know, disagree with them just because either there's like a time constraint or uh, or just like a differing opinion that doesn't really you know push me towards things you mm. know like just uh an expectation of like tradition like i hate that you know um, yeah. i don't celebrate my birthday i don't celebrate christmas i hate you know i don't give a fuck <laughs> about any of those things like i want to do like my thing when christmas happened and covid combined like yeah. no one was around and i was yeah, just yeah. like oh. <laughs> <laughs> i just want to create and it drove me insane yeah um did you did you find that you in that sense then when you said that you had to like call us out was it a case of like cutting them off or what's the situation uh some people had to like slowly sort of sort of push away and they acknowledge why um and and some people like gratefully um you know that i I wanted to spend more time with they they started their own thing too and they they didn't have time for me and i was kind of like this isn't a dislike it's just like time and i'm like Mm. i I understand that and i'm like really happy for them to do that thing um and i'm like and i like that they're leaving me to do my thing and in the future we can combine and yeah it's like moments like this like again a podcast like how often do you get to sit and talk to someone for two three hours like yeah uh, saying that my mum would do that every week <laughs> <laughs> so would mine <laughs> yeah sitting and having women know man like they, they actually, like right like guys just kind of you know, like, i find if i'm around guy friends um like it's not a normal conversation it's like oh, gaming football like <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've never really found that too much. I mean, I, I, I suppose a lot of people again. It's that whole situation of who I'm, who I spend time with, and because I do it, like that strong world and what I want to do as such, it's, it's always been. I haven't found it too too much that I've had that problem so, um, with people being too much like that. So, it, particularly with my conversations with guys, it's been. I don't know if maybe it's because of the way and like what I talk about. People then end up talking a bit more about what like we do and what like what we can do together but yeah. i haven't found that too much is, is that a exactly. situation then you found that quite a lot yeah, yeah well i guess I'm, i cast my net wide socially i guess <laughs> like and um i i found i got along better with girls um okay. just because like i know more explorative thought patterns mm. and things and then I, now and again i find like a philosophical guy or like a and then i started seeing people in the business world because i always worked for companies and then i started like working for entrepreneurs themselves and i was like oh, these guys are cool because they've got like positive mindset yes and then that kind of opened that door and, and now i'm just trying to surround myself with people like that but 
Yeah, it? essentially as a, like a young guy, I was surrounded by naysayers and people that, you know, I find myself sitting in the room like, I don't care about any of these subjects. Like yeah. they can care and there's nothing wrong with that, but like I'm not yeah. stimulated. And yeah. like I needed to find my thing, but it was, it's just the confidence to do that. And again, why I want to convey if anyone young is watching and they find themselves in this scenario, like there are people <laughs> that, that can inspire and do things and they're creative and you can be around them, you just have to find them um, and you only find them by leaving yes those groups and jumping out of your comfort zone in a sense because i mean particularly with the business world when i first jumped into it it was pretty a surprise and a lot of people that i spoke to because i so when i was at university it was when i started this at my placement year and i jumped out and i joined um well no actually i spoke to my careers person because we had a we had a placement year and we had to go and do what we wanted to do for placement and um obviously whatever that was in terms of in court in relation to our course and what the subject was but i spoke to them and said like i, I don't want to do this i sort of want to go on my own thing and do that and mm -hmm. as soon as i said that like doors started pinging up everywhere it was, nice. it was it, i mean it was pretty lucky in that sense particularly with the university because they were particularly helpful um they had a a group of entrepreneurs that met called be purple and they like did talks and stuff all about certain subjects and they've mm -hmm. got outside speakers in and that was particularly good because then again that meant that I'm, I met other people in the same room that were all there interested in the same things. And then after that joined um, Chamber of Commerce, but everyone I met sort of, they're very surprised how quickly I think people sort of jumped to helping within the business world. And I, at first I, I found that I'd go and maybe put my guard up and be a bit sort of, yeah. I need to prove myself and show who I am. But then once you actually start speaking to people, they're like, oh, that's cool. Like, do you need any help with that? Like, have you got any ideas that maybe we can align with? And yeah. and if there is, then usually the people will jump on it. And it, it that then, it I found that particularly, it did, it was surprising. And a lot of people that I have spoke to have found similar when they've jumped out and gone the entrepreneurial route. They've found other people through these networks and things that have yeah. helped. Yeah. And I suppose the fear is right that, that you could have a charlatan and that might lead you astray or, yes. uh, you know, just someone that wastes your time or, or steals your ideas, like things like that. But um, I, mean, I have experienced that, like particularly in the jewelry trade, because if you make have something, you? like people can just like, that's a physical thing. I can get cast and replicated yes. thousands of times for free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've seen that, but it seems different when you create a business because you can't. Like, yeah, you could copy like a business model, but like you still have to do that work. Yes. And that's tiring. Not a lot of people like have that. Yeah. And also if they're like low enough to copy it, they're probably not smart enough to like see it through because they don't have yeah. the, the spark, like particularly with your, so you like specifically branding, right? Like branding is my thing. That's hard. <laughs> so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like if I were going to, if let's say we're in an entrepreneurial meeting. Yep. And uh, you start pitching an idea, and I'm like, oh, that sounds fucking cool, man. I'm gonna write this shit down. And you go away, and I try and do it. I wouldn't be able to do it because I'm just shit at branding. Like everyone looks at my Spotify like logos and think it's terrible. <laughs> I don't know though, because I mean, you you say that, but I suppose it different people. Like I've put stuff out, and then like seen obviously other other people don't. And I th I think I've seen particularly with like in the industry. I I I, I laugh because I I saw um so I follow these people called the Future, which are all about like branding and creative design and that and they're on youtube little shout out there um <laughs> but they I, I remember the main guy and he started doing these carousel posts on instagram mm. and to be honest i i don't know if there was other people that did it before but i think he was the first that i seen that had this particular style with the logo on the bottom and that and i've seen how quickly then because it was working other people quickly adopt it and yeah. how quickly they can get it outsourced and get that done and then it quickly it, it 
it's everywhere now and I remember him writing a post the next day like well a couple of couple of years later saying like I've noticed that now everyone's doing it <laughs> and he actually he did that really well because instead of like saying obviously don't go and do this because this was mine he sort of said well if you're going to do it at least do it right so he gave them a little guide on how oh, cool. to actually <laughs> copy him which I thought was quite funny because it is it does whatever happens I think particularly I suppose with business models and that when you start putting them out there they do get copied I oh, mean sure. and very quickly and I suppose it's just a case of having that momentum keep changing and keep pushing forward so that you're always a couple of steps ahead so even if they yeah. do copy you they're, they're a couple of years down the line in a sense yeah 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 because yeah. they haven't cultivated that thought yeah. pool to, to get there anyway they're just mimicking um, yeah yeah. And I suppose with your jewellery stuff, even that, I mean, it's all handmade and the, the time that you've taken to do that, they, they can't match that, even with the, the mass-produced stuff. Yeah. So. True. Yeah, I mean, saying that, so the, these skulls, these really cool. they're, um, they're based, there's another one there, uh, based on um, this guy called Judacial Skull. So at one point I was like, am I copying this dude? And I was like, no, he's inspired me because I'm not copying yeah. a specific design, but I am copying the fact there's a skull, but we all have skulls. So, you know, yeah, that's my yeah, entry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't have the initial thought process to, to, to create one myself, but then, then I started really analyzing, like, what is essentially mine, like everything that I've seen from yes. birth, it's been like I visually seen that, and then it cultivates, and then I maybe merge it with another thing, and then I create something new. Um, you do that unconsciously as well. So, yeah. it, it, I mean, everything we've got is a case of changing. Mm. And I mean, with my course was product design, so a lot of what we did was coming up with new ideas and how to innovate. Yeah. And it's actually harder to innovate completely from scratch because to do that you almost have to completely cut off all like meanings of logic of what you know because <laughs> very quickly you can pull in influences <laughs> that you don't even think about or like you've seen somewhere yeah and like and, like an ant you're just driving past or something and you've seen that and you d probably don't even process it or don't even think about it yeah. but then later on you'll look back at what your new image and sort of be like oh, I'm that somewhere heavily inspired by that yeah. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> yeah. and it i suppose that i suppose what is the definition of copying and it's a case of if you maliciously go to steal what someone else has done yeah then i suppose that is that's wrong but if it's a case of you do see things and your own interpretation and your own way of doing things are you're going to push your it's going to change and you're going to end up producing something unique in a sense in your own style yeah so yeah, I suppose that's what is copying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, legally speaking, it is forty percent. Yeah, that difference is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they measure that though. Like, it is quite. I, have you ever seen like the trademarks on like pictures and things? If because, uh, oh, was it the iPhones? Mm. There was a, when the first iPhone four came out, and Samsung. I can't remember which way around it was, Samsung or iPhone attacked the other one and said that they copied because they were practically the same do you know what I mean they yeah. are they're, they're phones and they've all got the same use and you still hold it with one hand and all that kind of yeah. stuff but they often they spray it silver mm. and then put them like in front of a jury and say like couldn't you tell the difference and mm. so they take out all the colour and that and then uh. they, they make a decision wow. it was, it's quite cool and like seeing how quickly and like the tiniest thing can mm. mean that it's not so yeah fact yeah it's um, it's a strange we're copying like, particularly in music like I mean Ed Sheeran was being sued for like one rift in a song that sounded like another song that yeah. was well old and he was like i did take inspiration from it but that's what the music industry is exactly it's sounds like like you will eventually statistically we'll run out of sounds yes. <laughs> that we yeah, can make very quickly. and then everyone's <laughs> copywriting and then there'll be no more music because it will all be legally obligated not to do it so it's like fuck off some of the structures will be taken away like you police to a certain degree and then uh, i think yeah yeah it gets like yeah 
and that's why we have borders. So China's got their own Disneyland, and yeah, <laughs> like, they yeah. don't pay Disney shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I knew that we'd go, we'd do yeah. this. Like, we were like, <laughs> I only wrote a few points, and I was just like, it doesn't matter. We'll no, talk. no, <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> um, so you've set yourself target of one year to one million. Yep. And you're going to document it on social media. Yep. So that's cool, and I can't wait to see it unfold. What kind of content are we likely to see you do? To be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's very much, I, I suppose, again, me putting it out on social media is f- for a number of reasons. Um, one, probably the main one, is so that I can build my own brand and get out there. Because, I mean, I've obviously worked with other people and built their brands, and mm-hmm. then I, I look back again like the end of this year and sort of sorry end of last year and thought well i've never really done that for myself so mm-hmm. i probably should start looking into doing that yeah um so and as well i was completely off social media so at that point it was a case of jumping back on it and deciding exactly how i go ahead with it but in terms of what i'm going to be like putting out there it's, it's just seeing what sticks so mm-hmm. putting stuff out there what i get feedback on if people actually like it then i'll probably do more of that mm-hmm. but at the moment it's just behind the scenes what i'm doing every day sort of thing um where i go because i suppose because i've seen a lot of things and people saying like my life is boring how do i put it out there yeah and no one's life is boring it's just it, you may think it's boring because you live it every day you see it and it's a case of just putting it out there seeing what sticks and people will there will be people that like it a, a small group of your tribe that will like it and they'll sure. want to follow along with exactly what you're doing so mm. It's very much just a case of putting out there what I can and whatever people like, I'll keep doing and see how it goes from there. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I'd say the hardest part of that is measuring like whether people like it or not. Because a lot of people will tell me, like, oh, I really liked that, but they won't have liked it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like physically, or like with a like button, or like gone out of their way to send a private message. So it's really hard to measure that. It is. Um. I try to stay away from people's opinions like that as well because yeah. I feel like it's not a like they, it's particularly if they're people that are close to you they can they're not going to turn around to you and say I didn't like that it was terrible well, mm-hmm. they might but most of the time people <laughs> like they will but okay they will um, spread sugar coat it as such yeah, and yeah. say what they want so for me it's very much if I can see that there's like a metric there or something like on Instagram you've got the insights and bits and bobs if I can see that that is working mm. then I will go and do that again I mean there is still an aspect because obviously you've got to get you people still want to talk about it and you see there is that aspect but for me it's very much trying to see if i can see that data-led decisions yeah because yeah. they instagram like obviously are aware people don't really use the like button anymore and the algorithm constantly changes and things yeah. but now you can refer to um like attention span like average view time and like can you see that i i again like i've just jumped back on it I've, oh, i do yeah, not know yeah, any yeah. of the insights uh so i mean this might be an interesting topic point for people that aren't fully invested in instagram like i i'm i've been on there like th- pushing instagram three years straight now yeah. so I, I suppose i have a pool of knowledge but so um when you release a, an instagram tv or a video or a story um you can go into the analytics and it will tell you the average view time so okay um it's usually about 14 seconds which is crushing when you make an hour video or something like that or like these podcasts are quite long but um that's a long time though yeah in a sense of like flicking when you're going for it that is quite a long time for sure Uh, like instagram's not the best place for long form things but don't feel disheartened (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i had to like change my perception of that because at first i was like oh man don't give a fuck and i'm like maybe it's boring but my rule of thumb is if i'm editing it and i enjoy it 
someone else will like yeah yeah it's just kind of referred to, to to me i guess and not everyone sits and watches five hour long podcasts so, yeah but i i love doing that this you know I've, i needed it i had like a essentially a nervous breakdown and um i stopped functioning socially and i was a wreck and like on the surface i looked fine but mm. in my mind it was the worst and like you not know. a fun place to be i imagine yeah and then you can't speak to people so i almost had to like use podcasts in a way to relearn how to socialize and how to talk to people and and you know what was acceptable and and more so i didn't feel like i could say anything and that's because of the sheer amount of council culture online yes. like you know i was so worried about saying the wrong thing or saying yeah. a definitive opinion because like someone will disagree with me like it doesn't matter what you say someone will disagree with yeah, you <laughs> that's, that is the case and that's yeah. the thing it, it i mean i i our uh, council culture is an interesting thing <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it it's a deep topic. I could probably talk on for hours, but it's it's not healthy in that sense. And especially, particularly when people do try and put themselves out there and mm. go for that, then to suddenly hit that wall of like people not liking it, and even just one or two like negative comments can definitely it can make you spiral and go and do, like, what am I doing? Like, why have I done this? Completely like rethink exactly what you were doing, mm. um, knock your confidence completely. And I think that's a, such a dangerous thing about it, but in terms of like it's just a case of understanding that people do grow mm. and people don't have the best opinions at times and they're going to offend people at times but it's it's a case of doing it anyway mm. and learning from that more than necessarily not doing it because yeah. if you don't do it again you won't know what happens whereas yeah. if you do it a lot of people might like it and yeah yeah, yeah. and if it's how you feel like if you if your opinion is a thing like yes that's your instinctive decision like yeah say it like otherwise you live in other people's choice reality and like i don't always agree with it yeah uh, and you can't control that you can't control anyone else's you can control your opinions of yourself mm. but someone else's opinions of you you cannot control at yeah all. so it's yeah. a case of yeah how did you like in terms of like, the podcast and that did you find that that was particularly effective uh so far touch wood i've had a really good reception because like no one's really <sighs> invested enough time to to see if this is good or bad mm. like you know the people that come on obviously their social circles look at the episode and then they're like oh that was really good and, and because they're supportive for their person but no one's gone out of their way to say like oh you're a piece of shit your opinion on this was rubbish but then i like to think that my opinions are quite humble and uh inclusive and i'm always like my my moral compass is to point towards good you yes. know I, I don't have any like agenda to like manipulate or, or trick people and mm. um i guess that's what i'm trying to install in people is like it's yeah. kind of wrong to to have mindsets where like you want to like we spoke about earlier like pull someone down or yeah. be destructive about something but when i did jewelry i had a lot of criticism but taste and jewelry okay. <laughs> i <Yeah>. guess <laughs> i didn't think it mattered that much but people were like no it's not really my cup of tea like say something different yeah, <laughs> yeah. or don't say anything yeah, <laughs> like, yeah and it used to eat at me so i stopped selling jewelry because of that and now i, I do the, the giveaway where i um i just make one thing that i think is cool and then if people like my style they pay a pound to my website that funds the materials and then i give it to someone and then okay. yeah and that's cool that seems to make people happier than like saying hey do you want to buy these things and then some people are like i don't like them now yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, okay <laughs> let me click on your You're profile oh, your I yeah. <laughs> don't like anything you do either like, yeah let's not interact <laughs> that's an option it's, yeah um did you find that was particularly difficult then i mean suddenly we've changed roles and i'm interviewing you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting to hear like your perspective in that sense and it, did you find that that then held you back quite 
quite a lot. Did it first until I took a, a spoon of your attitude, you okay. know, and it took a while for me to like have the courage to do that because um, I, I cared a lot about what people thought of mm. me and then to like that realization like oh shit it doesn't matter what you do even if you're the best person in the world people might still develop an opinion based on their bias or you know they're upset or you know someone could not like me i mean this this one (laughs) one moment in time where i uh i use a lot of fake arrogance to make people laugh yeah so i I was working in a bar and i was just like you can't fire me i'm too good (laughs) and this guy flew off the handle and was just like you're so full of yourself like i hate you like you're such a dickhead and i was just like whoa 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 i would like to come aside it's like dude like it's a joke like yeah, yeah. i fucking hate myself like well you know like i my life is this and then like once he kind of understood that he was like oh right and i was like it doesn't matter what you do like if you fake it to make it someone hate you if you yeah. if you're honest and humble people don't, don't like it like so you just have to be um yeah. so i started doing that but it was more advice because I had people that were successful around me, particularly just before COVID hit. I was around a sort of a couple of people that one had a big Instagram following and one worked for a very large company. And because of those certain things, they were like shitting on my idea of the giveaway. You know, they were like a pound. And I was like, yeah, a pound. And they were like, it's not really enough. And I was just like, yeah, but I'm not, I don't want people to be out of yeah. pocket. I don't want to be Netflix because I'm not offering a guarantee or anything. It's just like a risk. Like a quid. Yeah. Everyone spends a quid on like, you know, yeah. it's like, I don't even get the full quid. It's 60p uh, after PayPal take the <laughs> cut and then taxes eventually if enough people sign up. And I was like, and I was like, I need about 5,000 people to sign up to make a, like a living wage. Mm. And um, they were like, it's not going to happen. 5,000 people aren't going to do that. And I was like, that could happen. Yeah. It's like, it's, something goes viral. If you put enough effort in of something mm. that goes viral, for sure it will happen like, there's a guy i follow called bobby duke shout out to bobby duke um <laughs> but like he's like this silly creative guy in america and he just makes one thing a month makes a video about how he did it like really extravagant art pieces that and he makes the videos hilarious and he got huge following and then he did a patreon people just they're happy to pay because yeah. they love the content and i was like huh it's, it's just a new way of the world working like yes if you want more of one thing you have to contribute you pay like a tax to it right yeah and I suppose in that sense, I, with him particularly, it sounds like he it then found almost his tribe in a sense of who were then interested in what it was. Because like you said, I presume, I can't remember who you said, Bobby, uh, Bobby, Bobby Duke. Bobby yeah. Duke. Yeah. I, I presume it wasn't particularly, it maybe not mainstream in terms of the way it was and people weren't too keen on it at first. Is that the case? And then, because obviously then yeah. he created it, people actually see what it goes into creating this and mm. that sort of thing. And I suppose that then ended up getting a lot of people coming on board. And I, yeah. I hope the same happens for you. It takes about three years, I think, to, to be seen. Yes. And, and well, I mean, case in point, this is my third year of like trying to push my stuff. I have altered it and changed it. You know, it went from like selling jewelry to a podcast and giveaway. <laughs> it adapted and it overcame. Um, <laughs> But yeah, now it's sort of getting, now I understand it and now I, I'm, I've i chosen to be authentic and not fake one thing. Yeah, it's nice. like, it seems to be going places and I, I really like it. COVID has benefited greatly because yeah. uh, it's allowed me to like be locked up with my own self and, and get through all the bullshit, like the mental, like the ego, the the fear, the, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad it's worked out for you in that way. Thanks, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Luke's Brook podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, bring this back to you, man. Yeah, stealing is... the show. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's my fault. I, I, yeah, I cop off about my story too much. Um, people like listen to this; they hear the same story as they got each episode. Like, shut up, man. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, previous pro- uh, projects that you've you've been doing. Yes. Um, so Lunag, uh, yeah, which is your like private label. Yep. 
branding so private label yeah can you explain to the audience roughly what that's about yes because private label is not something you hear every day mm, um <laughs> i suppose it's like um the best way to explain private label is particularly the way that people see it most would be um things like when you go into a store and you have coca-cola and all mm. that kind of stuff and then you go into asda and they have cola but it's uh, like their version yeah so private label is when you take a product that already exists and effectively put your own brand name on it and mm -hmm. build a brand so the main thing is branding in a sense it's not actually the case of going away and designing the product mm. you do there is still the element of you do make changes and sort of tweak it to become your own product yeah um so, for example, I mean, a, a lot of water, water is still water. Yeah. It, it's exactly the same, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. it, we designed it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you still drink it, it's still, it, but it's a case of then you build that brand around that product and yeah. then that's what you end up selling as such. So that's what I do with uh, Lunag. Uh, that's a co-founder, so I've co-founded that with someone else. And we go forward, we find products that sell particularly well and then create our own brand around it, make them a premium product um and not talking premium like gucci and that sort of it's a case of obviously taking it up a notch see what people are actually looking for how it can better make their life better in terms of using that product mm. uh make the changes and then create that brand around it that people actually want to buy into and yes. carry on with so innovating an existing thing yes it's cool. incremental innovation <laughs> <laughs> not fully it's not airbnb but yeah. it's, it's <laughs> incremental little changes and then yeah. and in that way you end up with a product that's more what people want nice yeah because I, I guess every everything has like something that could be better yes and if you can see that and yeah. you've got an advantage like and if you're willing to hear people say like what don't you like about cola like i don't know off the top of my head i'd say i'm sick of the color red yeah. <laughs> um i don't like this the calligraphy <laughs> the c's swell too much <laughs> i quite like the c <laughs> oh, fair, fair. You bring that to your your version uh what else like it's hard, especially with like some products, but it's a case with us, I think when it is a case of finding what like products are in that case and then finding the reviews of what's not working because then mm. it quite easily you can listen to what the customer is actually saying about it and mm. doing, which I think it, it's what gives us that success with that product because mm. a lot of the time I think people make decisions on what they want to do in terms of what they like and yeah. particularly in terms of that with products and then it becomes quite difficult because it's maybe not exactly what... The pro what the consumer wants on the other end so mm. it's definitely a case of finding using that um consumer feedback to then change the product design and that sort of thing how do you go about getting consumer feedback is it like mass mainly service? just reviews and that sort oh. of stuff so we sell primarily on amazon oh, cool. so that's yeah. obviously a big help because it's all problem. at the bottom <laughs> and you <laughs> yeah. just look through and find out exactly what's going on but yeah. it's yeah it's a case of like seeing what people don't like about it and you can pick things up really easily um I mean, if you just go in the reviews, you see there's at least like a certain percentage of reviews that say about the same thing. So mm. um, like one of our products was a foam roller set. And the first thing was uh, it cracked when people like a certain weight went on it. And, <laughs> and Lose <laughs> some weight! <laughs> that is literally it. Yeah. So it was a case of going away and redesigning it, adding like making it thicker or changing the, the style or the shape. And that sort of thing then ended up changing so you end up with a better product. Yeah. But it's it's very very quick you can see what that works and it just those little changes then mean that that product's become so much more successful yeah yeah in the long run for sure for sure i'm going to retract my fat comment there's, no, <laughs> there's nothing wrong about that but like things have limits don't hate on the product it's, uh... <laughs>
Mm. That's genius, right? So not a lot of people would think to do that, right? Let's look at a product, rebrand it, and yeah, get your data pool for free because yes. a lot of people pay for surveys. I remember uh, <laughs> at the beginning of lockdown, I was doing this thing where you go on a website and uh, like companies will just give you a survey and you fill it out for 10 minutes, they give you like 50p. So yeah. you do another of them and you get like a bonus. And yeah. Um, yeah, some of them were hilarious. <laughs> 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 just uh, like what your opinions are on, like really random, obscure things. <laughs> just yeah. like... Who are we researching this for? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this product? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have to like, you'd never know some of them. Um, I can't think of any good examples on that. Great. <laughs> but they're there. <laughs> um, that's amazing. So I had another question that I was fabricating as you were talking. Ah, it's gone. Um, products, sourcing, serving backtracking editing <laughs> that way. Uh, I like, one thing i do like for this podcast is like just showing how like things can just go wrong yes like, because a lot of tv editing is like take you know you never see hosts that is a huge up. thing yeah yeah and it creates this illusion these they do are superhumans they do a lot yeah. it's just edited out and they've got they pay enough people to uh, make them look good yeah yeah <laughs> and i think especially going back to what you were saying about putting yourself out there that's one thing that you do have to I think that's one thing about social media now is particularly you can see people uh, mess up. I mean, at the beginning, it was very much people jumped on it and they were showing their perfect life as such. Mm -hmm. And it was always me at the gym and me on some beach or whatever it was. (laughs) And it it was all perfect. But I think now, as the society has evolved, we've gone a bit more towards showing more of the real sense. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's important because it does help people understand that these people are not superheroes they're oh, not good, yeah. someone else they you anyone can do it it's mm. just a case of messing up because yeah. you will and then you can edit edit or you can go back and change things or just put that one to the side and it, it, yeah. delete that comment yeah. whatever it is and then it, it is a case and you do mess up but just learning from it and mm. putting it out there and i think that's one thing for anyone listening is definitely failure isn't a bad thing no it's, uh, yeah it's, it's a good thing it's the greatest thing to push you forward because mm-hmm. fail and mess up and then you can learn from it very quickly and yeah. change free data <laughs> yes exactly yeah free data <laughs> do you uh do you dabble much in elon musk's uh like journey uh, i i know a bit about him i i'm a fan of tesla uh you? since someone i know got one nice. and then <laughs> since then yeah definitely it's it's it, i mean that the way that he pushes forward and all the different things that he does work on i mean i don't know how he does it mm. there's quite a few people that i look at and think i don't know how you do it dwayne the rock johnson who's another person yeah, yeah constantly on it but i think once you get to a certain level you can then have people support you and with support yes. comes like unbelievable momentum yes um i, I have found that recently actually because I, I did everything on my own um just out of wanting to prove people wrong like mm. i can I'm, I'm gonna dig myself out of this yeah. like shit life i have and i didn't want anyone to like pay my way um so everything's self-funded everything just all on my back and then this year people have just been around me that like love me and enjoy me and they they offer to help or like you know provide me with like the the microphone you're using now is jack roper's spare like you know uh, (laughs) like tons of like things that were just assets and mm. it's helped me it's just sent me so much further than i could have on my own you know yeah. so um like saying yes to help is something i'm learning to do and that's I think- definitely I, I suppose this i mean i i found that as well particularly and that was one of the biggest things i've learned when i started my businesses and doing that was it's you don't have to do everything yourself because mm. 
you can't do everything yourself it's not possible yeah and accepting yeah <laughs> it's the best thing to do is actually try and get it to a point of view where you don't you do very little yourself because then what you do do you can concentrate very hard on and do that very well so i mean that's one thing that i learned very quickly in terms of how we move forward with our businesses is outsourcing and doing that as much as possible rather than trying to come up with the best solution ourselves go to someone that knows pay them a bit of money and understand what they do to do that yeah. and how they can do that and i suppose that's definitely especially as we, like you say as well with support from your family members and that as well mm, yeah. definitely very important for sure for sure i guess that's how society created yeah. like our economy right you where know? we are now yeah at some point one tribe leader was just like right get together like i'm sick of this <laughs> shit like if we're gonna kill an, uh, the gazelle like <laughs> yeah we need to work as a team and you know like oh, well, oh those guys over there that tribe they're good at gazelles yeah, <laughs> yeah. outsource we're gonna ask them <laughs> yeah we're giving some pig meat <laughs> yeah there you go like yeah and now we've got like people that specialize in laser cutting metals which yeah. provide me with metals to make books there you go happy <laughs> um yeah when you start looking at the economy because a lot of people like have issues online at the moment about the economy and like like it is unfair but the world is yes like if you went back to the savannah you couldn't be like oh man and then people that like don't get attacked by lions are privileged like <laughs> well they just they made the right choice to settle and yep. like you're being attacked by lions that your ancestors didn't so like that's boohoo like you can yep. either choose to fight a lion or find up and adapt and overcome and get away from whatever like you do what you need to do to cope same with like finances and banking like i'm not a billionaire yeah, that's because my ancestors sucked. <laughs> like, I'm from Scottish heritage. We, you know, and you know, whatever cause the Romans, the the Saxons, the the Brits, whoever oppressed us, and you know, William Wallace had to fight back, and they built a fucking wall to stop us. <laughs> like whatever, like that. There was a big hindrance to yeah. my ancestors, and I'm not like an achiever. But I, it's my choice to pursue that. If I if I want to like push my like what my bloodline gene pool human spirit whatever the fuck it is like forward uh i have to take actions yes and, like we're doing that and it's not fair and it yeah. never will be it no. never is and i suppose that's the case of your mindset as well and seeing how you can sit there and complain about it or you can do something about it mm -hmm. and if you do do something about it then you're probably not going to be complaining about it anymore because <laughs> you're going away from it <laughs> you fixed it yeah, yeah. And, and if it's hard it's because it's a hard thing yes yeah <laughs> and like, there comes i think as well as there comes a quite a beauty from doing something that is difficult because mm. then you learn quite quickly i've overcome that i mm. can do that again in the future and when you then overcome again and again things that are quite difficult it becomes easy to then take on something difficult mm. and say well i'll be all right i've done it before yeah. i might not come up with the answer i'm looking for or exactly what i want but i'll come out the other end all right yeah yeah and like that can escalate into like social problems where there's like war or yeah. racism <laughs> yes <laughs> like, but like for now we're focused entirely on the economy like yeah. it's uh you know you can play around with these things like in this country particularly england or you know western culture like you can f make mistakes and yes. kind of come out the other side like it's uh it's it's a playground essentially uh, as long as you learn from what you do do wrong and yeah. you don't make that mistake again <laughs> yeah or like if you're a shit swimmer and you've been doing swimming lessons for years and like you still can't swim maybe swimming's not yes. bad. Like, <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe you could specialize in something and you don't want to do this so, yeah. yeah yeah um going back to the difficulty thing like i find if people apply this attitude to to life it becomes easier like you know, when someone says, oh, I can't progress because, you know, like the structure is sexist or racist. Like, mm. that's because it's run by sexist, racist people. Like, <laughs> it's not, they're not going to change if you complain. Yes. Like, 
they'll change if you like outdo them and outcompete them or fight back or like you know it may not be in the sense of like like uh let's say you want to climb up a law firm but you can't because the owner's a racist sexist and you're a female black lady like you're obviously not going to climb that lawyer firm ladder no. and like in you probably in your lifetime won't be able to create your own firm equally as successful but you could take the footsteps for the next person to and then one day uh, 10 12 generations later you could be looking down on them like yeah. that's how cultures and countries have been developed like it, it's just starting you yeah. have to start something like you can't and just sit around i moaning. question you saying that i did why can't that person do something better yeah i mean yeah they could like they could cognitively come up with a solution that like absolutely decimates this yes. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that would be wonderful too but like just for the example of a law firm i was yeah, trying to yeah, think yeah. of like the hardest thing to establish <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah of course oh, is it i don't know any lawyers in the comments <laughs> like how hard is it to establish a law firm and, and challenge like a I imagine very difficult <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm literally pulling my data from better call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah and me <laughs> it's uh yeah like the thing i suppose with that person that example that you're going there though for them they 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 would then go away and look uh they would never want to be that person and yeah. i'm sure that person that was at the top that was that sexist racist would mm. then almost limit themselves because mm. i suppose as a society we do want to move forward and yeah. people don't particularly enjoy being well on the don't enjoy being on the end of it for sure and don't i hope a lot of people don't enjoy being racist and sexist. <laughs> so yeah. i suppose if you do end up you will end up overtaking them because they're yeah. holding themselves back yeah and i suppose that's just the case of it isn't always fair but if you push forward you you will overtake them eventually because yeah. you've got a better mindset in that sense yeah 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 like people will flock to you with love if yes. you demonstrate yourself as a character of virtues and, and morals and uh but you have to be seen to be doing it like yes this this one thing i'm struggling with on social media at the moment is this like shaming of cancel culture i guess like because like like if you're gonna use the same terminology just opposite references so like uh, a white journalist can't talk about white black problems like that's equally as racist as a black yep. journalist not being able to write about white problems or you know female to male or whatever choose your ratio like transgender non-gender like there's so many like topics of dispute like essentially if you use the opposite terminology and shame that person on the other side you're as bad yeah, <laughs> yeah. whereas if you just if you're just a pro-human that moves forward with problem solving and you know it's open to like uh interpretation of things and and, and can make sound judgment like obviously if someone writes an article or releases a video or content that's like ugly like you instinctively you're going to know that yes they're a bad person yeah yeah um i, I guess yeah no it's just yeah in that because that is that is the thing i think and that's particularly damaging particularly with i mean i'm not saying that you shouldn't i'm saying i'm sure you're saying is you shouldn't point those people out and say you're doing the wrong thing but mm. at the same time if you cancel them completely then it means as well all these other people that maybe have an idea that wasn't quite right or wasn't nice then they end up seeing that they don't end up seeing that that is wrong mm. it, it works in both ways because mm. the other people then as well if you completely cancel it that's when you just completely take out everything completely and yeah. people that are of that mindset don't then see that they can change and there is a better way mm. so it's, it's both senses in that yeah it, it, it just cancelling is not the way to go <laughs> no no because you can't innovate society because no. there's no reference point it's yeah. just, and you will gradually what becomes a new normal will then pick apart the next thing and there will yeah. there be no room for new things and it just you get a, a monoculture that sucks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and i think we'll realize this like i had a 
uh, a close friend of mine was like pro like social media council culture okay um like when all the coronavirus and the trump stuff was going on and they were like well like we have to cancel it otherwise you know like washington hill gets stormed and i was like mm, like i think it's going to be stormed anyway yes and by canceling it you're just creating a crucible for something even worse yeah like these people need to you can't exclude them because it, it creates like physical energy tension that, that explodes in, in some way but uh, as i also like your ancestors all of our ancestors in western society fought for freedom of speech they fought and died for freedom of yes. speech like otherwise we'd all be speaking nazi germany yeah <laughs> yep. like we don't want fascism or, or, or communism or all the things that have proven to be bad we've got pretty good culture like yeah you don't see many people fleeing capitalism <laughs> like, no, <not> many. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it works it's just been monopolized by greedy people uh yes. that will eventually uh succumb to the masses like, like you know jeff bezos is gonna eventually you know someone at some point we have a conversation with him and he'll be like oh yeah i have like cultivated like a percentage of the world's like, yes. wealth maybe i should redistribute it in some yeah. way like, i think that's just yet to come um I've rambled. <laughs> no, no, it's it's the way, and, and um, yeah, it is it is. I've gone. I've just only drawn a blank again as well. <laughs> it's been in front of a camera. Um, is it what you were saying about like people not running away from capitalism? I think that that was greatest quote of um, I think it was Kennedy. Uh, mm. At least you never had to build a wall around it, like they did in West Berlin to keep mm. people in. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very much a case you do move forward and you do change and adapt so it's, it's at times you do have to no that's what I was going to say about the when you were talking about like, I think particularly at the moment our society we've never had this situation where we've had the internet it's only the last 10 years or so that we've had internet and social media as mm. prominent as they were and before these people were still there they just kept together and they were over here so you never saw them yeah. as, as your own people so then is now in a situation where we have a means to hear what they're saying and that's it can be quite it, like we said i can understand why people don't want to hear it because then it can be quite difficult for them but it's a case of obviously understanding that you can now see what they're doing and you can now hear what they're doing but it's a case of if you try and be the best person you can be you can show them the other way yeah. and sort of create a newer society yeah I suppose at the moment we're like I say we're at the beginning, so it'd be weird to see how it changes in the next however many years. Hopefully for the better. I'm, I'm sure it will. Yeah. I I can't see it. I can't. I'd like to think that. I think it will go better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we just need like the equivalent of this the... has got deep. <laughs> so, yeah, it always does. Yeah, yeah super philosophical. Like, my, my fault. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, I think like what the American system has, like the amendments, right? The yeah. uh, old, I can't remember the terminology for it. Like that, that document, decla declaration, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the constitution, constitu yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have that social media wise, like for all platforms. Like we don't do this, we don't do that. Like you know, we obviously like against hate speech. There should be like because you could argue that the fight against the Nazi regime was council culture in the form of physical warfare yes and i would argue that it was beneficial <laughs> i would <laughs> but then i think there's a cutoff point where freedom of speech goes as far until it becomes physical uh like intimidation or or, yeah, or whatever that's, and then that's where that's a problem yeah so you declare a war so all social media obviously declared a war on trump yeah 
but they didn't announce that they did this like dirty little like you know fact checking like oh you didn't really see that that's not true blah 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 like it was so ratty horrible yeah just because then you don't know who to trust but if they had come out and said like we do not believe in donald trump like all social media is unified against donald trump we're at war with him you can be like oh which side of the war am i on yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. not like oh you know some companies aren't serving nazis coffee like or that's you (laughs) seem to be being dicks to nazis before you know you know like you don't don't know who to identify with like if you just sort of like subtly cancelling certain sects of society you gotta have a reason why and if you're not ballsy enough to say we're at war with them then like how do you how do you end it? So yeah, yeah. Stop, stop doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I suppose as well, it's a case of what people want, and in those situations, if what what I was trying to say in terms of the uh, social media groups is, is if they end up doing stuff that's not right, then people will very quickly pick off into that and end up going to another platform. And mm. I mean, yeah. it does happen very quickly. Yeah. It's so yeah i suppose they'll quickly know whether what's the right stand or whether they do take a stand or whether they true but then like with the main ones facebook instagram and uh what's the other third one twitter yeah they banded together and they they removed parlor which was the alternative and um you know all other sort of medias were dissuaded from becoming the next instagram or facebook yeah. because and that is a monopoly and and council culture like on mass um because i was invested heavily into parlor i was like well this is a new platform it's like a twitter i haven't heard of this it's gone now (laughs) (laughs) it was was new it was like twitter and instagram combined okay um, and it was like unbiased you could say and that you know there weren't restrictions Mm. if you showed a booby you weren't going to be banned if you were like uh if you expressed the thought pool as long as it wasn't like hey let's go kill people Mm. you weren't banned so it was kind of like a good but it was like the wild west it was like the internet before things came in you know you yeah. could find yourself some weird shit coming down through <laughs> the algorithm but that's what algorithms are for echo chambers blah 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 yeah um and i was i was like okay well this is better like because people can express themselves now and then they pulled it off they mm. killed it like and i was like that that has forced us into three major groups which is now all owned well strangely by zuckerberg <laughs> yes i was gonna say it is twitter owned by him as well i don't know i think so, instagram yeah. is definitely whatsapp instagram facebook zuckerberg yeah I think Twitter's alone. Yeah, separate uh, dude. And then Google's, uh, LinkedIn's Microsoft. Which is Bill Gates and Jeff yeah. Bezos. And it's just like, it's all like a group of people. Yes. And you can see why that creates like empathy, hate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really got dark for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> should we talk about hot Hapo Doggo? <laughs> Go straight into dog That's medicine. quite a, uh, <laughs> quite a change. <laughs> so yeah, um, from Lunag, we, we, do that we take the brands and then rebrand them and in this case Hapodogo is a sub brand of Lunag and um, it's the most recent one so it's a case of these are pep supplements and they're all natural pet supplements so cool. going forward and creating those um, this feels like on a completely different level <laughs> what we were just talking about a minute ago my mind <laughs> <laughs> completely changed that uh, yeah so Hapodogo's pet supplements and that's the next brand that we've been building nice Okay, so run, walk me through like how that would like occur. So from your brain to product, like you you saw a product that existed, and yeah. then you were like, I could market this better, and then you take it, and then you create like doggo, right? Yeah, and, yeah. So in this, it was a case of obviously finding the demand and seeing that that was true, because mm. if there is no demand, there's no point going ahead and doing it. Yeah. And we found that the demand was 
high, so mm-hmm. a great opportunity. Um, in this case, it was a bit of a weird one because it was usually we'd go, we'd find a demand and then go ahead and order that product and then sell that. But in this case, we went the other way around where somebody came to us and said, like, we've got this product, do you want to sell it? Mm-hmm. So that worked quite well. Um, we found that the demand was there, so we've gone away, labelled that up. We've created that brand and pushing it out there to then be sold. Right. So how would you go about, like, um, and forgive me if this is, like, too, like... No, no. Um, you know, uh, trade secrets. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, how would the supplier... So obviously someone supplies the initial company. Like, yep. So you have to, like, learn the supplier, I guess. Like, that's... Is that, like... Uh, some James Bond level shit where you like phone up like so uh, if I were gonna do <laughs> in terms of getting the product yeah yeah so um, we so typically a lot of the stuff we get manufactured is in China cool. so we've yeah, actually no <laughs> <laughs> we've got somebody in China that does um, like go to the factories and sort that out for us mm. but it's just it's, it's actually because it seems like such a, a difficult thing to do you have to mm. find somebody you have to speak the language and there's so many barriers to get across but they want to. They want to work, and they want the. the, the they want to produce this product as such because mm-hmm. that's what they do, and that's that's their factory. So it's just a case of reaching out to them and saying, "Look, we want this product. Like, mm-hmm. how many can you produce for us? What's what's how long, and all that kind of stuff." Mm-hmm. And um, they go and do it, and, and particularly working with China as opposed to some other places, they're very good at doing exactly what you want in mm-hmm. terms of like the actual product. A lot of a lot of other places where we've got things designed in other. Um, places they sort of bring in their own thing and say well do you want it like this and we feel it'd be better if you do this and like yeah but you, <laughs> how about shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> how about we do it our way because not because I, I think i'm right but just because we've done the research and got yeah, yeah. that backed up and you're saying to go a completely different way and that it may would... work for the other customers but for us we want to go this way yeah so um yeah it's just a case of bringing them up and like well in this case messaging them on alibaba and mm. other sites like that and saying we want this product designed. We want this mm. amount. Can you do it? When can you do it by? And sending the money, which mm. is always the scary bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once it's gone. Yes, because <laughs> it is weird. I, I suppose that's the age that we're in. But you don't even see these people. You don't even know they could be yeah. anyone. You don't know who they are. But you do end up sending that money, and then once you send it off, it's sort of okay. Well, it's gone now. The fates are in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. got to wait and see if it does arrive. Wow, that's so cool. I I love the the ability of China. Like it's. Like, because it obviously gets a lot of like hate and slate and for that, and you know, their the diplomacy is not dip- dip- diplomatic. Yes, <laughs> state, I guess, uh, and and you know, the social like rating system that can go fuck off. Like, yeah. and they're gonna resent it to the core. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but innovation, man, like yes. they are insane. Yeah, uh, their space program amazing yeah. like they just put some shit on the moon yeah. <laughs> like it was like oh when are we gonna go back to the moon like, but then now like china they need to scar china from humanity because yeah. they're like across the world like they're yeah. still a human race we've got like just because america hasn't done it doesn't mean like <laughs> yeah. we're there they're taking pictures they're on the dark side of the moon it's cool as fuck <laughs> i haven't actually seen this are they over there yeah like we don't get any cool shit in our media anymore because they like and it's like countries trying to maintain that like oh, we're doing the best like britain's strong like we are not no, <laughs> like, no we're not it's, and um, it's it's quickly i mean have you seen their road network i mean i think it's like 19 19- 70s they had maybe like i can't remember the numbers do not quote me but it was it was a very small amount of roads mm. like 50 and then suddenly within 10 years they got like 10 100 times that Whoa. and it's just the amount and the speed that they do things yeah. and change yeah it's pretty incredible yeah yeah I and mean, you could argue that maybe they achieve it through like yes poor work <laughs> conditions um 
but you could. I don't know. It's that like natural savanna landscape that we I refer to regularly. Like that's that's what it takes to build like a strong like you know the strongest survive. And I yeah. hate that that's how it is, but that's how it is. Yes. Do you want to live in denial or do we want to? It's a, it's a weird one. I'm not saying that we as Western countries implement you know slave labor and things, but yeah. um, I'm more focused on like the thought process to be able to innovate like how they they've my, my small one taste of dealing with china was um my friend mike bought these clip-on um like survival bracelets made from power okay, yeah, yeah yeah and this this company on ebay like they were like 99p and we're like holy shit like it's just loads to make one of these so like 99p can't be right so we ordered like one and they were like great like really well made and um and then Mike ordered like five more and this person was like, over the moon from having like five orders and mike was just like i'm gonna tip him like even more just like because i feel felt like we had robbed them yeah <laughs> they were like we're happy to pay more like these yeah. are great products it, it, you know help this person and they were like over the moon i was just like like that's cool that yeah. you know we can because although they have obviously their dictator influence of how much they can earn it doesn't stop us paying what we feel is right yeah you know and i, I would love to see if i was in a position where i was dealing business-wise with another country if i thought it was too cheap i could pay more like willingly yeah don't know maybe i'm naive <laughs> no 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 you can and in in a sense it's, it's obviously you've got other things to think about in terms of getting it over here and that it, we found particularly that china are the cheapest and that's always been particularly helpful because there are other costs that come with that because mm. you've obviously got to ship it over here which is quite a big cost and like <laughs> and so in terms of working with them it's always been a lot easier and they've yeah it's been particularly pleasant good for us yeah 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 this dude i know colin um he he works so this is a nice entrepreneur story uh, <laughs> let's all gather around children <laughs> um story time he, he worked in a self-storage like container place yeah and it sucked he hated it whatever but he went to work every day you know his boss was a dick and then he, his passion was board games um loved them wanted to make his own had all these ideas didn't have the finances to generate like his own board game um interested enough to learn how they make the pieces learned it was 3d printing and things like that he saved up, bought a 3D printer, um, printed one like character for his board game, and it cost him like to make each person like fifty quid or something. Okay, <clears throat> like uh, from start to finish, yeah. so including like the costs of everything. So he was like, "It's not realistic that he can produce thousands of little plastic yes. characters, right?" Um, and he it, he would attend like entrepreneur like uh, meetings and things, which I've never done, but uh, would love to. I'm guessing you've been to some. Uh, in terms of like groups and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And chats and, yeah and like Brighton you chambers are a pretty good one for that oh interesting <laughs> there's one close by <laughs> um he was saying as you were saying people were really helpful and mm. they gave really good advice and someone said like what you've got is amazing you just need to find someone that's got better technology so uh trying to have technology to produce things quicker like, yeah so he created these 3d models for the figures went to china um had them made like for 10p each which is like change yes. changes everything right and Completely. then he he produced a physical couple of board games and then he went on crowdfunding and then it was funded for like 2500 oh like, wow like insane and yeah. then he's done five cents and they've all gained more and his whole life is building and designing board games his passion and i remember i spoke to him in a car journey for about an hour and i came out like physically vibrating <laughs> with like uh, inspiration i was like wow like, if you if you try and you don't give up like life is great that like, is, yeah. and he was just bossing it and like <laughs> his hair was as redder than my beard and like, he didn't even let that hold me back <laughs> i'm held back by my ginger orangutan hair and uh yeah he just went for it yeah love it um, that's the thing and i suppose if you you do you quite 
you've realized quite quickly that all these things that are holding you back maybe were more things you've created than necessarily things that are actually out there yeah and i think that can be quite unnerving because then you suddenly realize how much have i held back before that obviously i could have pushed further and i didn't because i was worried and i was holding myself back mm. but until you try it and do push out it doesn't happen yeah yeah no action no reaction yes basic science science marty <laughs> um i need to pee yep so do i <laughs> <laughs> i'll let you pee first okay. and then uh, we can pause and reconvene so much better not needing to pee <laughs> it's uh you know it changes like the urgency in your questioning I bet. Like, I just want this to so yeah, you know, so just yeah, come can't. up with the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have to like stop and pee. It's yeah. probably normal to do that. Like, but no, we're we're filming, so we can. <laughs> Madness. Um, I was talking to a guy called Phil McMullen, uh, like episode seven, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So one of my favorite ones. We we're talking about language and and um, uh, and how it like developed like culturally and things. And uh, <laughs> this is funny bit where we were like. It's almost like colder climates developed quicker language, like quicker communication. Mm-hmm. I was like, that must just come from like where you're like just too cold to like fuck around. So yeah, like, yeah, come on, like, stick <laughs> the fucking bag in the thing and let's go. Yeah. <laughs> get straight to the point. Yeah, and you get like hot climates, like you stereotype Jamaica, like hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's happy, relaxed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like podcasts where people need to pee i wonder if you looked at a series of podcasts that were long like if the questioning gets more intense yeah, each time yeah. <laughs> yeah, the two hour mark. Yeah. um okay so while peeing i thought this is interesting like, uh the introductory or network link between us is Faye. yes how do you know Faye? I know Faye from TK Maxx. Oh, you also worked at TK Maxx? I Max. also worked at TK Maxx. <laughs> Woo! TK Maxx! <laughs> Fucking hate that place. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, just, I, I can't comment because yeah. my girlfriend still works there. So. And you might need to uh, do business with them. Yes, maybe. <laughs> I never will. <laughs> so I'm going to shit all over it. I uh, love Faye. So Faye is the perfect example of like supportive friend. Like she posted what you were doing and that highlighted to me what your thing was and I would never have known or come across your profile unless the algorithm had presented it which it wouldn't because it's <laughs> numerically biased <laughs> so like if you start a new thing it takes fucking ages to grow yes so thank you Faye um, not just for thank introducing you. us but for for sharing anyone's posts and I encourage people to be like Faye <laughs> <laughs> and like if you, if you care about someone's thing or well-being and you know their their business depends on social media and like awareness and like why wouldn't you want to share it yes definitely help people out share what you can what do you think it is that stops people from doing that because it's i I don't know if i'm the right person to comment just because i've been off it for so long in that sense but i don't know i suppose again just people i suppose time one thing people skipping through things and just not really thinking about it I suppose with social media very much, you just sort of flick through and if you're on a bus or something, can see what's going on and maybe you don't have the time. But yeah, I I, I wouldn't like to say fully. Yeah, it's a brave stance point. How do you, how do you know, Faye? Is it, is it, you work there as well? You met, yeah, I was in loss prevention. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. and uh, When was that then? Two years ago? A year ago? Fuck knows. Uh, oh, okay. It wasn't that long ago because, I mean, I was, what was I? I must have been three years ago? No. Yeah. We can't have crossed. Mm, mm. 
there were like four guys who worked there when I worked there. You were <laughs> after I left then, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, it may have been a year ago. Uh, who knows? Time just—I've done it, so it, much, in the... especially the last year. It's just—I <laughs> yeah. mean, what, what's happened to it? Yeah, well, it's kind of like gone in a blink of an eye, but also felt like yes. a year, like sorry, years and years. Yeah, um, uh, weird year, bizarre. weird time. But yeah, I mean, so I—I I left TK Maxx on a bad note because uh, <laughs> doing this is a fun story. Children, gather around, children. Story time again. Um, doing <laughs> standing on the door, um, preventing shoplifters while also being told and having to memorize a thick manual called standard operating procedures um how i couldn't physically stop a shoplifter if i saw a shoplifter and in fact i was to just let them walk out with the product because we didn't want any brand damage by intervening and accidentally accusing someone even if someone says hey i'm stealing this product you were not to intervene you were just there as a deterrent. So once you learn this, you realize your role is pretty just pointless. Stand there, you know, <laughs> yeah. Basically, we do. And you resent standing for nine hours. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, I made it work. I was optimistic and enthusiastic. I would keep the staff's morale up. I like being next. People were fun. And, uh, you know, I talk to the customers all the time. And, you know, the the higher up people dislikes the facts that I would talk to people. Uh, and I, I would argue that socially it would be better if I was seen as a friendly person instead of like an intimidating, arms folded, angry person, and uh, there was this one <laughs> moment where I had I had already being a high thinking human being pre thought this scenario out. How do I stand as a guard? I have this tactical camera vest. I have a black. Do you have camera vests as well? Yeah, the new, the new vest. Oh, I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen this. <laughs> and it literally looks like a well, like a like, stab vest or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'd have my stab vest underneath as well, which they told me not to wear, while also simultaneously telling me that my safety was their primary concern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of hypocrisies in this place. <laughs> um, so yeah, standing there quite, you know, quite aggressive, and you're standing in the doorway, so people like everyone gets a feeling when you see a guard or a police officer or like, someone armed or. Like, like you've done something wrong. If yeah. you're driving, you see a police car, you feel like nervous, even though you're a perfect citizen. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so I was, I'm aware of that. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So I'd be like, hello, how you doing? Like, you know, great coat, whatever. Like all day, it just keeps me entertained rather than standing, staring. And um, I had pre-thought, how do I stand? Hands in pocket, seems cool. Arms folded, like aggressive. Arms behind my back, seems a bit military. But SS, you know, don't want to do that either. Yeah. Arms just loose, a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> like a Neanderthal. <laughs> so I was like, I'll settle for hands in pockets. So, you know, it's friendly. I can take my hand out. I'm still reacting my job. And this area manager came up to me, which is like, I don't like the way you're standing. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Right. How do you want me to stand? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was just, and then I watched him go through that floor process where he like mimics the actions without doing them and then concluded that I was right on the spot and then went, well, you know, just take more initiative. Oh. And, uh, so yeah. I, uh, I took my radio off <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I left. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, I didn't make a big scene. Um, but yeah, I think my point got across <laughs> and it came down to this point. Like when you start looking at people as like, fucking brainless cogs which these you know uh, ascended managerial positions often give you know i've been in because i've been a manager at some places in retail and i've been in meetings where they tell you not to interact with on your lunch break regular staff because it creates it, it destroys the facade of a hierarchy 
and we're in charge they are not and they're not to be given an opportunity to manipulate your influence very destructive sort of yeah ideal ugly as fuck um and i find that entrepreneurs have the opposite of that they are leaders not bosses i'd like to think so (laughs) (laughs) have you encountered uh, yeah i mean i'd I do know quite a few managers that weren't quite like that. That sounds like a very bad apple as such. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. I, I suppose my view has always been, because I, I mean, I've been in situations where I've, I suppose one of the reasons why maybe I became an entrepreneur, mm. but um, been in situations where I've been working under people that I didn't necessarily agree with their ideals and the way that they were dealing with certain things. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I suppose for me, it's always been, try and help people to do things and understand things and always just try and I've always been a people first sort of person so whoever that if I'm I haven't got a team as such at the moment but if if I was then it would always be prioritizing their needs over necessarily some of the customers and a little bit more revenue because I don't think that makes much of a difference in the Mm. long run the person will stay with you for a long time and Mm. if you treasure that person and give them the right sort of development and help them to get into a better place then um, not that they need fixing I just mean help them develop and that sort of stuff in yeah. their role then that will end up um, working better for you in the long run because they will stay with you they'll want to work for you they'll, they won't resent you mm-hmm. yeah. uh, like in the same situation that clearly happened there <laughs> and um, they'll want to they'll want to it will help in the long run in terms of pushing your business forward and such yeah. so I suppose for me it's always yeah been leading and getting out there and particularly like what I'm trying to do this year trying to be transparent is saying that you can do this stuff so do it and don't feel too scared for doing it because mm. you'd be surprised what if you actually just take the first step you'd be surprised how quickly things can fall into place and you can feel okay doing it yeah yeah I don't know if you found that with like doing this sort of stuff as, as soon as was the initial hurdle maybe difficult more difficult than oh, it is for sure yeah 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 just yeah learning how to you know treat people uh and, and what to expect and and how like just every you know it's taking the first you're jumping into a pool essentially yes. like, like you know oh, does the water feel like yeah. oh i don't like it in my lungs like oh uh, that's hard if i you kick my legs though it seems easier yeah um well that's a terrible analogy no, 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 <laughs> yeah. i understand <laughs> makes sense but yeah i mean uh, essentially i haven't really worked with like I haven't had an employee, but I've collaborated with people, mm. and I've always so like a list, for instance, like you know, I made sure that it was beneficial to her, and I I wanted to respect every everything that I wrote about her. I wanted her to to have a say in it. I didn't want to just you know like write like a, a YouTube comment or uh, sorry a spiel about the episode or um, include any of her staff uh, properties without confirming with her. Like so, I like to think I've taken an approach you know, yeah like like i would if they were an employee um and if i ever have an employee I, yeah like like you i would definitely put them, them first and not in a sense of because it, it comes with and the word entrepreneur unfortunately does this sense of like yeah elevation and betterment right that's that's like, yeah it's not it's not it's really not <laughs> yeah because i see there's types of people the young people that have no clue yet and that's yeah. because they don't have a data to to come from right so they then they'd have to turn to like entrepreneurs yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they've led the way yeah. like, unless they're willing to be on themselves so i almost feel like these job roles are for young people to develop and learn and then they go off and do their own thing with expectations mm. but when you chuck in like someone our age or the same age as you 
that then has a chip on their shoulder because mm. like why are you telling me like because you haven't fucking done this bro. like <laughs> come on like you don't be angry at me like you've got the job like what well, yeah it's do you find that with like the age group thing or is that your mindset? um i don't i like going back on just what you're saying about like entrepreneurs like almost being a higher level i i yeah i think it's quite important to think that everyone is that they're all just humans and we're all trying to get along and i think i hate that sort of ideal very much that we're on a high level and also that um in working environments and things where there there are these hierarchies and you have to there's a done thing and a professional way to treat things and mm-hmm. and isn't i mean professional in terms of don't call your customer a dickhead <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's a there there is they are still humans and if you treat them like humans they probably will actually prefer it more than the done thing and the yeah. right way to do it and i think particularly when i started out there was always like a right way to do a business and mm. and that isn't always the right way and particularly i suppose it's what interests me in branding i i jumped out there and started putting my things and a few people would be to me like well why are you putting that out there that's not like the right thing you should put out like purely business stuff and work mm. and it, it doesn't it, it just leads to such a shallow person if yeah. you just have this pure business um like poor, poor pure business approach so mm. diversifying i think is definitely important in treating people as humans mm. however it was and then going back to your question which was age groups yeah um in terms of like have i seen a difference between i suppose i was trying to touch on like employable like i said our mindset that seems to be um seen as elevated is this because the argument is that um we're not we're just creating a thing and the only people likely to work for us without resentment are young people that don't have experience i see and people that are older have resentments and that's where this like sort of almost low-key hatred for entrepreneurship comes from yeah <laughs> like how dare you try and make your own business like how dare you <laughs> like you think you're better than me just because you've like... done what you've done yeah, yeah. I, I suppose i've never personally felt too much from like a age point of view of anyone looking down on me too much like that i mean i suppose there, I mean, there's going to be people that always look down on you and whatever you do and mm. however you do it like we were saying before um i suppose what i've seen with people often is I feel that a lot of people don't necessarily go to where they want to go and may resent other people if they were scared of doing it themselves mm. or scared of maybe messing up and then they see other people trying it messing up and they sort of that then reinforces our idea that they would have messed up if they did it and mm. I suppose that then until somebody it's, it's quite funny as soon as you succeed and then how quickly things change and people start maybe saying oh, I wish I'd done that or I wish so it, it, I suppose it's a difficult one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess there's no real answer. It's just more like a an acknowledgement that there seems to be this like air of like, uh, what's the word? Like pompousness around entrepreneur. I always resent. I resent to call myself an artist. I resent to call myself a host, and I resented saying it seems weird to me to say like, "Welcome to my show." Like, yes, but this is my show. I created a fucking <laughs> like this studio. I poured a substantial amount of my time and energy into this. It's I can call it mine now. Like, yes, yeah. But like at first, I was just like, I don't want to do that because I don't want people to be like, like, ugh. Mm. But and then I was like, well, the people that are, ugh, I don't want. Like, <laughs> yeah, because they're toxic and yeah. or they have a lot to learn. Like, yes, they're behind on like how to. Like they, those are the kids that didn't 
run in the race at school uh, you know even if they weren't the fastest kid they, they didn't experience what third fourth fifth places yeah. and and what like admiration is like oh, i want to run like that guy or, or acknowledging like that guy just runs faster he's got longer legs yeah <laughs> like, yeah like that's, that's all it is really yeah. like his you know identifying who you are and what your skills are like all these things like and i find it bizarre when we come across adults that have haven't cognitively come along further mm. than much of a toddler Yes, you know, they still get sad and like you know throw their prow or create drama and like be spiteful. Like this is kid shit, man. <laughs> yeah, fuck this. Like, yes, yeah. You should be proud of the set. It's a very nice set. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it's. I want to. I wanted to go far. I'm optimistic. I've messaged like very optimistically some some big names, Ooh. and uh, I'm willing to do anything that they want to 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 get out. I want you know to find sp- more sponsors uh, human food maybe i should do a plug here human food currently sponsors podcast um <laughs> it's just a, I, I will get better at this <laughs> um, a nutritional bar which you um it has all the vitamins you need and it's to um sort of help vegan diets get all the nutrients they require so okay. and they come in these delicious foil wrapped bars which are cool. on the way here so i will do like an I'm episode to look into this because they sound quite interesting yeah, I did when I when I messaged him. I was just like, so my friend Mark, he creates these extravagant steak dinners with like, you know, whatever gravy and like spices, and it's amazing, and he really likes it. But I do not have the time, do not care about food enough, and I would prefer a gelatinous cube of nutrients. <laughs> I could just think, oh, gone. Now I can do my thing. Yeah. Now I can make something. And uh, I was just like, you seem to be this company. <laughs> so, <laughs> so could I help? Or and yeah, they were willing to sponsor the podcast, which oh, good. which gave it like a bit more because six hundred followers on Instagram isn't really, you know. I think I've got fifty followers on YouTube, probably less. It's um, more than I've got currently. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be following. And until you have one, people are like, hmm, mm. it's either good or it's terrible. Like, yeah. Um, also, as well, I, th- I think from what I've seen, a lot of the first. Um, like, I mean, you've done very well with these ones so far as they are, because like getting that from what, what number are we on now? Fourteen, fifteen, fifteen. Yeah. Um, in terms of, I'm just from a lot of what people I've heard, it's not until they get to a hundred or even so, like further than that, of mm. doing these until they even get one subscriber. So, <laughs> I mean, with the, <laughs> yeah. the fact that you've got like that many so far is is very good and a testament to what we were doing here. But yeah, no, thanks. I suppose I've taken a, a leaf out of your tree um, and I've looked at data, like I, what what ones do well mm. and what ones don't. And I find the ones that just upload to like, for instance, Spotify, just like, you know, just an audio and the, you know, the audio is terrible and the, the questions aren't really like pre-thought out and the guests are just whoever, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> like it just, you come on my podcast. Like, um, <laughs> uh, whereas if you film it, like it takes so much to edit these like, visually yeah, as, as well. And then to then I have to then put it on YouTube as, as one video. And then I have to put it on Instagram TV as two, cause there's a, a time limit between uh, 60 minutes and if yeah. it's three hours, it's three. And then you got to have to work your thumbnails <laughs> out and then, and then put it on Spotify too, which I've started doing. So, so it's like, it's, it's at least two days. So you film prep, prep to film, film, then edit and then release. And then the uploading takes forever. And yeah. so it's like, it's a three day job per podcast. So like it doesn't leave a lot of room for like a full time job. So yes. if uh, yeah, if I can get paid the quicker, the, the better. Um, but that only comes with viewership. So yeah, it's an initial investment of your spare time. Um, and Taking I, that risk and such and totally going for it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I've copied the data from like say Joe Rogan. Okay. Most yeah, popular yeah. podcast, right? Yeah. So And I think that's popular because people want to see people talk. Uh, yeah. Some people just like to listen, but I think the majority 
hence his 10 million YouTube following, want to visually yes. see people interact. And that is because... They do, because I, I remember seeing a, a recent, a, just on one of, I think it was one of the latest videos, he was saying like how he joined Spotify and they were like, we, we can't do audio. And it mm. was all those moments of the... The example we used was when Elon Musk was smoking weed, and obviously that was then <laughs> yeah. gave them a great big like oomph in terms of their viewing and all that kind of stuff. So mm. definitely, I think people do want to see the videos as such. For I sure, think time does. T- like you say, actually, no, you've you've already seen that. So yeah, yeah. Well, it just seems more. Um, uh, well, just better to watch, I guess. Yes. So yeah, my, my mum was like, oh, "I'm not going to sit and watch that. Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fair enough." It's, it's not the attention. Not a lot of people have the attention span, mm-hmm. but those that do, and I guess it's for people in that mindset, like I was after a nervous breakdown, where I needed to relearn, need to see people's facial expressions and how close they got. Like, is it okay to like high five you mid podcast? Like, yeah, we can touch. We're humans. Like, it's uh, you know, instead of just being this like reclusive, like yes. you know, gibbering rabbit. That's just like, <laughs> oh, uh, hey man, like, what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I can just say like oh, hey i do this and like tell me about what you do like you know tell me about your watch tell me about your ring tell me about the shirt's cool like it's okay to say these things you, you know and i started hanging around like higher professionals like one one dude i know is, is like a, a medical doctor and he he was telling me that my social skills are like amazing yeah and i was like really like like so we were climbing together and he was just like you're so good socially it's just like you would make such a good like salesman or something and i was just like well i don't want to sell shit to people like, you know, like, i just like talking to people and i was like okay well i've achieved my goal then like i've i've gone from like not being able to talk to people and being too anxious to like being able to just you know cultivate like conversation and and be likable mm. which is all i really want to i want people to have a good interaction with me come away with good energy and and create new things in the world. Yeah. Don't want people to be like, ah, oh, yeah, that Alexander Wren. What well, cunt? <laughs> yeah. No one really wants that today. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. And I've, I haven't spoken to you today. This is the first time we spoke. I, I feel that your social skills are particularly well. Thanks, man. Not that I mean I am qualified at all to comment on that, but I suppose that's going back to the thing there is. I mean, especially this year, people had a lot of time alone and to let things mull over and. Mm. And I suppose then going back, did you feel that that was more a case that that stuff that you with that stuff you built up yourself within your head in terms of I'm not good at this? And yeah, yeah, essentially like exterior wise, people were shocked to hear that I was suffering mm. with like the thought process I had, and they were like, you're almost deluded. Like, yeah. and it, was, it seemed like almost shameful to admit, like, uh, like oh, I think this of myself. But, yeah, you know, in my head, I was just like. I, uh, I would regularly tell people like I just look like a heroin addict. Like, I just you know I'm like tired and I'm fatigued. I can't do anything. My diet sucks. I like I can't take care of myself. I'm just a wreck, right? And it's all because of life circumstances or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, a build up of something. I yeah. Just, you know, who knows what? Um, uh, past life trauma. <laughs> who knows? Whatever. Um, but uh, to people who hear that, like I was kind of like, oh, how do you not see that? And and then to acknowledge that. Uh, that you you don't on the surface look like that. People's antis or oh, so interpretation of you is completely different. Variable, yes. You know, depending on the person and their bias and their you know whether they like you, hate you, fancy you, neutral, whatever. So from there, you can build up your your own version of yourself. Yes, and that just comes with confidence of can I do this? No, I fucked up. Can yeah. I do this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suppose that comes in the same sense of it's quite easy to then spiral and go down that path of i'm not good enough i'm not and i mean a lot of what what we're talking about today in terms of mindset and um 
it's very easy to go down that and it's just a case of you can be who you want to be in a sense and mm-hmm. if you it, it, easier said than done if you change your mindset and go more towards the case of you can equally spiral and big yourself up and be that confident person that you want to be yeah. quite easily I suppose in that sense do you find you can see through people that fake it till they make it personally uh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky for you to answer that because you could uh, highlight some some like faults in people that maybe you uh, need to interact with <laughs> like, I, I could throw away examples of people because <laughs> uh, they're no longer in my circle but like yeah I, I've worked with some some ex-employers that were literally faking until they made it mm. and it, it resonated in their failings and yes. I was a victim to you know like not being paid because they mm. fucked up their finances because they weren't trained in any way at all to that's do not that. good yeah um so. what do you so in that to just what do you feel about that then in terms of a mindset because it's, it's an interesting one failure to make it because it's it's definitely something that you can use to push yourself forward in terms of giving you the confidence but then equally if you go the wrong way it can cause problems and yeah. it, it, quite badly i think as long as you're not responsible for someone by all means fake it till you make it yes. <laughs> like, you know if you need to uh go be a model and you know you whatever like you, you don't you're not a traditional model and then yeah fuck it like go in confidently and be a model but if you're going to employ someone and you know run a business and promise them a salary but you're faking it and you fuck up and that person then has to say they can't pay rent yes like, that's you, you can't step up yeah so i think there there's a clear line but not a lot of people are that bold because um I suppose it's a case of being honest and open as well. So saying, because like that might be a reason why people maybe don't go down certain routes. And mm. I suppose if you if you say just because they're fear of messing something else up for someone else, do you know what I mean? And mm. it, that can be actually that can be a case, like in that case. And, but then equally as well, sometimes that can be a, something that you've built up that someone else is depending on you, and mm. maybe that isn't the case. But um, losing the point that I was going on. <laughs> but uh, I suppose. Yes, it, it, being honest and open, that was where I was, being honest and open about, I am trying this, it mm. may work, it may not, um, how do you, like, are you, do you want to be on board? And obviously if you do, what's your escape plan? So, yeah. Are you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you okay if I fuck up? But, yes. Yeah, yeah. What contingency plans can we do? Yeah, yeah. it's four thoughts. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a saying I heard once, it was just like, don't go into business with friends or family, find someone that is, you know, removed from your circle. Yeah. I I found that quite. I've made that mistake. I think definitely and borrowed money from people maybe I shouldn't have. And and it is not. I've never, luckily, never had too much of a problem with it. Mm. Um, it wasn't a lot, and situation strange. But uh, I I definitely maybe do agree with that in terms of if you do do anything for family, just be aware that it might not come back what you expect because mm. they're family and it things change. I mean, and I suppose you've got to just value that relationship more than whatever that is money or whatever they're doing that they're <laughs> borrowing or numerical figure yeah. to break that up <laughs> yes <laughs> that's wrong unless it's very big then maybe yeah, yeah. but yeah no it's it's a case of it's some people people do mess up so just accept that sometimes and and yeah. be be willing to accept it because who do, who are they more to you as a person than necessarily what they've done yeah yeah that's things like that start sort of highlighting how important reputations are i guess um and to me, being like a young jeweler, reputations are easy to like smush. You know, you could just say someone's work was shit. Oh, yeah. He's young. He's not good. Hire me instead. Um, so, yeah, reputation, I think, 
uh, social media like a pro for that is that like you can't dispute the fact that you know everything I say is like hey like rewind it say it again replay it whatever like you can't yeah. you can't fake who I am my reputation's there like if I was here talking about like I don't know like I hate gorillas and all gorillas should be you know executed <laughs> like fair to say I'm a bit of a dickhead <laughs> yeah, yeah. my <laughs> reputation is he is gorillas and he's a dickhead but like yeah. but terrible analogy again <laughs> uh, there's only one I can think of that would trigger someone <laughs> um uh so yeah social media allows you to have a reputation like here you are today pitching what you do and your mindset and, and what you want to do and you're going to document and you know and you've you've boldly stated that you're going to make a million in a year and like that to me shows that you're like a uh, ambitious entrepreneurial character that's gonna like excel because that's your drive you, you didn't say like oh one year to one million like subscribers to my gaming channel or something yeah like, you actually want to like create like the economy which is what we depend on <laughs> yeah. creating jobs for people like creating like uh products for people like this is these are all things that i wouldn't have a microphone if someone didn't do it for a microphone yes. or camera like it's just that to me I suppose that's the thing of Weller's doing it is you can't really go back on that, can you? Because you look like a right dickhead. So that is um, that is one reason why maybe as well is the accountability, and I think that is quite important, particularly whenever you want to achieve something or you have a goal or something that you want to do. Mm. Um, making sure that you have that accountability, whether it's just friends or whether it's you're crazy like me and put it out on social media <laughs> or whoever it was, but then that gives you that goal because i mean if you say it then you could just say well that was a silly moment wasn't it I just, yeah. but now i've done it it's like i can't really go back on that so yeah. i've got to achieve it or well i don't want to think about yeah. it yeah you can you know as you're documenting it, be authentic and honest about how hard it is or, or yeah it's uh well, i think the key here is being authentic that is because mm. i mean even like i say that and I, I'm not saying I'll do it. I, I won't. But at least then you can see the struggle that I've done towards that. And yeah. I hope that just by doing that, that'll inspire inspire other people to do what they want to do, whatever that goal is. Yeah. I mean, there might not be money. It might be, I don't know, a fitness goal or whatever a goal, something. But if you it, like just saying it and understanding that you are in control ultimately of your own life, that mm. you can just it, it, say you're going to do it, want to do it push to keep doing it mm. and hopefully eventually it will work out because <laughs> yeah. doors do open and as soon as you say things like i mean for example i wouldn't have got here if i hadn't said it would i because yeah. it wouldn't have gone up and you probably would never have heard of me and yeah. so might these lovely people at home yeah and that's i suppose that's just the way as soon as you start saying things doors start opening and mm. things start happening so you don't strike me as a spiritual person to the sense that i am like a boho hippie <laughs> no I, would, I wouldn't class myself as that <laughs> however we do speak on the same sort of terminology so when you say like say it aloud be accountable and doors will open yes th my version of saying that would be like manifest your future by like creating that reality and you know the realities that you choose through decisions will become them it's pretty much the same thing like is. doors opening is reality it's just to to and i i could sit and i could think in my head which is silent to everyone until we have like elon musk's neuralink <laughs> um, <laughs> which will be a scary day <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like, oh, yeah, i think <laughs> yeah, yeah. we think cancel culture is difficult that, that would be a whole nother level <laughs> i think that those people that cancel things have even more to worry about yes their, their mind a, a lot more um 
So in your head, it's silent. It's never going to manifest into a thing until you like, however yeah. you do it, through your fingers and write it, whether you verbally say it, whether you put it on the internet, whether you just say Type it to your mum. Type it on the phone. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, that's how it is born into reality. And like, you could even go back to the how you cultivated thought process in, in the first place. Like, did you? How did you get there? Is it because you did inspirational things, things that make you happy, that or things that annoyed you that you wanted to change? Are you innovating? Are you just creating? That's um, that whole route and and uh, and perspective is what I I choose to see in order to be like a, an entrepreneur and manifesto. Um, so I'd say to anyone that like struggles to identify on either side. So anyone that's like quite, uh, I suppose I would say like corporate and scientific viewpoint of the economy or someone's like boho and hippie kind of like like whichever the side of the fence you are on like it's the same definitions just different terminologies like yes just manifest by making it like yeah make stuff (laughs) (laughs) and it's odd that we have to say that yeah or that it's not even like an acknowledged thing how often do people talk about that really in day-to-day life you know you manifest your dinner you sit, yeah. you think about it all day, you go like, oh, what do I want to eat? Like, you know, or, or you're the kind of person that just goes with the flow, like, oh, whatever comes my way, came across the subway. What <laughs> did you like go out of your fucking way to say, like, ah, I want these spices and say to your partner, pick up the spices or, you know, use one of these amazing companies such as human food <laughs> to, <laughs> to supply all the things. I like you we did that. Said <laughs> <laughs> raise um, to, to create your world. Yes. Yeah. And definitely, and I think, yeah, it's definitely, I suppose it's where we, come from in a sense of the schooling the way that we're schooled is is very much you're sent on this one path and i think it can leave people out if they maybe are differently wired i mean i mean i've never really been i did well in tests and things but i i, I struggled and i've always been more of a, a product design and creative and visual person and i can see things like when i create them as such and, and that doesn't quite work in the same sense as a lot of things where you learn and rehearse and then write it down and that doesn't work in those test situations so i suppose a lot of people feel almost out of control as soon as they leave school especially if they've been in those situations but it's just it it, you are almost in control of what you do if if you believe you are because again it's that belief like you're saying from a spiritual i'm not somebody who necessarily like you were saying, your term boho hippie. <laughs> I'm not somebody like that, but it, I do believe that what you want to do comes out if you make it real and and you, a strong desire to do something. If you do put that out there, and it's not just going to magically appear, but by mm. making small steps towards it, eventually you will get there. Mm. In a sense, so yeah, it's that harnessing of your will. Mm. almost and it, yes. because i was a kid that kind of left school and i was just like mm. and then yeah. people would be like hey go do a jewelry apprenticeship and yeah. then like oh, i don't like it and like, oh hey try doing that and i would just kind of like pushed into things and i would or i'd follow people and i, would, I guess at that stage my brain was just gathering data and i wasn't yes. i wasn't ready um but then when i was I, you know i would still be in these situations of i don't want to do this like, i want to do my own thing and how do i do it and then you recall all your demo or whatever and you try and but it's like there's a difference and i see people when i meet them and they're kind of like oh you're just like going with the flow like i get it like you go to work and you you play games or you, you know, go get drunk or whatever like that yeah. is to me just like going with the flow you have no like future yeah. you're not thinking ahead yet and it's like a chess game you're kind of like, yeah so 
for me and then i assume that everyone is doing that and then when i meet people that aren't and they're like, oh, like i don't really know what i'm gonna do in my day it's like how do you not know maybe they're not ready or or they don't want to maybe that's just how mm. they they want to be wired but i don't know yeah i suppose it's, it's different people different ways of thinking and as long as i i mean i'm very lucky in the sense that i found what makes me happy and mm. particularly doing this does and i like pushing myself and i've always i i want to do this and even if i necessarily fail i mean i have quite a lot of times we've done products that completely tank mm -hmm. lose money and um we're not fully profitable yet and things like that and all that kind of stuff that that does happen but i know that if i went back to something else i wouldn't enjoy it and i would not find things so even if i mess up i'm still going to keep pushing because yeah. it, it's just not going to work otherwise mm -hmm. and yeah i, I I've lost the train of thought but in terms of it is a case of self-belief and pushing yourself forward and deciding exactly what you want to do yeah. and where you want to go I love that mentality <clears throat> um, so I suppose I wanted to like touch on like your your brain is in the zone like you're, you're an entrepreneur you've, you've harnessed your willpower you're, you're doing everything is there have you noticed or do you exercise like uh, like what your body requires in order to maintain that so for example every day i wake up it's like i have to start again like you know get my brain into that oh i'm tired of food okay right what am i doing okay here i am i refer to my notes i have to write everything down like, oh, right, right, and this and that and do it again do it go and then <laughs> but do i when i see people that just wake up like bing right okay put the coffee on i'm gonna start doing emails you know yeah yeah i, I wish i could have that i just don't but it's obviously like a how to look after your physical body like through diet nutrition exercise is that something you've explored with know about care about a bit <laughs> um <laughs> i i uh i'm don't i'm no fitness expert um for sure but indefinitely i just like going back i, I suppose I, what i think is people are obviously wired in different ways and uh, some people are night owls some people are morning bird uh, what is it morning birds worms. morning morning worms that's it. that's it the bird gets a worm <laughs> <laughs> and it's um it's a case of I suppose what works for you because if you force yourself to go down it, it just doesn't work and you end up burning out and not doing what you want to do but personally I I have a routines I wake up every morning and first thing I do is meditate uh, I found it from a book you uh, are a boho hippie I, I am <laughs> seems like it um, but it was it's uh, so that was I actually wrote a blog post about it that was um, I'm completely blanking on the name how El how Elrond? Gonna drop a I can't remember the name of the book. We'll put him in the comments. <laughs> Miracle Morning, Miracle Morning, uh, that's it. And it talks about how you can get ahead of your day in terms of um set up routines to do that. And definitely setting up routines I think is definitely definitely important in terms of pushing yourself forward because once you've got that routine, it's very easy to stick with it because you feel bad if you do it wrong because you want to keep going that can have a negative effect because if sometimes you do do it wrong it can then ruin the rest of your day <laughs> but in terms of that so meditate um read write learn spanish because i want to do spanish so that's just a 10 minute thing it's it's a case then by the time i've done that hour mm. and i've done already a lot of stuff so then when i go straight into it it's like well I can't, i've already done all that stuff so i might as well keep ticking off boxes yeah, yeah. and getting that momentum um in terms of like preparing your body, I, I mean, keeping fit is obviously quite important. Mm -hmm. um, I try and keep fit and I quite enjoy keeping fit. So doing exercises and bits. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I suppose it's a case of working what work, working out what works for you. And mm. um, like you're saying, you struggle maybe necessarily straight up in the morning. But mm. do you find that maybe in the evenings and bets you more or yeah i'm on fire in the evenings to, and then that makes me start up late and then yeah. in the mornings get later and later and yeah and then traditionally and socially people are like oh my god you're waking up at 10 you're a bit lazy <laughs> like yeah but I, I work until like 1 a.m yeah, like yeah. when you're like sound asleep listening to fucking <laughs> like amr fuck up <laughs> so yeah like accepting that i'm a person that's yes. like that but it's more like that i can't wake up and meditate i wish i could like i can't if my brain it is, is difficult believe yeah. me and a couple of times i do end up falling asleep but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was 10 but... <laughs> did it take you a while to did you like actively decide to do that did you is there like a, a trial and error phase so from reading that book and that and then finding out like i've always uh, i was when I was writing this book, I was trying to put it out in the best way. I've always looked up to people like The Rock and that. That mm. I mean, I don't know how that guy still lives. <laughs> three hours sleep or whatever it is, and then straight into like workout, like for at least two or three hours, like full on cardio. And, mm. and I'd love to be like that, but that is not how I'm wired, and I cannot physically do that. Mm. But waking up and an exercise has always been something that I've done for quite a while, um, yes. and so I suppose I sort of built up that habit, and it makes me feel good. Mm. Um, but in terms of doing all the like the self development, I I definitely I've always wanted to do self development to push myself forward and know how I can get better at certain things. So, but I always found it quite difficult because I think potentially I might be a little bit dyslexic. So reading was particularly a bit struggle, a bit of a struggle for me. I could couldn't sit down. My girlfriend just seems to manage to like sit for a book and get through the whole thing in ten minutes, whereas <laughs> for me it takes ten minutes to get through one page. Yeah. And um, so finding structured time that I could then not worry about the rest of the stuff for me that just seems to be the morning so I can do that and then whatever hits me after that doesn't matter whereas mm. at late at night I tried doing it and like maybe reading but so it's like well that email's more important or yeah. whatever else I'm going out tonight so I can't do that today and so by doing that it then I found that that system was quite well because you start with that structured morning and then the rest of the day is all set up you've already ticked loads of boxes so mm. you just keep going with that momentum mm. and so far it's working for me I, it's quite a recent thing so um it's only been going i don't know since november so i've been I've only when you put it in perspective it's only a short period maybe four or five weeks because obviously christmas breaking that mm. um but yeah I, I found that that's particularly useful and i do like the f the main thing for me actually is not necessarily all the rest of the stuff like the meditation it, i don't know if that has much of an effect on me mm. it is nice to sit down for five minutes and it is just sort of an excuse to sit down and put <laughs> yeah. your headphones on and, and, and forget everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say leave me alone but um it does for me the reading aspect and finding new ideas i particularly enjoy that and yeah. i i think i'm always in a constant state of wanting to learn more mm. and trying to learn so being able to do that and having a structured time means that i can and I mean, it does help because you pick up strategies and things that you maybe wouldn't try before. And yeah, yeah. increasing your data pool, right? Yes. So, yeah, it's interesting you say you're dyslexic because I am um, dyslexic as fuck. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I yeah. don't know if I am, so I, I don't want to insult anyone. <laughs> like, think about I, I cancel, do, yeah. cancel. <laughs> <laughs> you offended me. Um, but I definitely, I, I do think potentially, I, I, I at least think differently in terms of words are quite a difficult thing for me yeah yeah i mean if you can't sit and read a book like your girlfriend does so i would say you've probably got essentially i'm just saying i look at people that read like mm, yes i've retained all this information like fuck <laughs> you like i have to like go over it and like like ah oh, like how, what concept is he trying to say he's describing an area like okay imagine it like there's a tree right like i'm trying to read lord of the rings i love lord of the rings yeah watch the films they 
more than I would care to admit, tried to read the book and I was just like, ah, oh, like there's an oak tree, there's a grasshopper, like Legolas, what does he look like? <laughs> and it's just like, going, oh man, like yeah. I need a visual aid. And so yeah, there's definitely something there. And a lot of entrepreneurs seem to claim like dyslexia or, you know, just to, they have to do things. I think, yeah, there's a lot of, I think different ways. I suppose that's what sends them off on different routes. It's maybe not that sends them off, but I know a few potentially like ADHD and things like that and mm. it, it's definitely that different way I think maybe it's particularly in the schooling system you're not shunned but at times a lot of the stuff that you do is very like we were saying before it's text-based it's mm-hmm. like read something remember it and then write it down later on in a test yeah. whereas a lot of people don't work like that and I think maybe at times they are thrown out in the whole system and there's a lot of potential there that they do have, but they may be told that they don't have it. Yeah, so, wasted. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He can. It's a little sad getting pushed away, but it is. But I think, it, like us, it, it creates a sort of like desire to drive forward. Like you know, definitely. I asked my teachers whether I could join sixth form, and uh, <laughs> the receptionist laughed. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, she was like, "Not with your grades, darling." Oh dear. And just like, oh. I was like, well, that's kind of shit." Yeah. My that's... opportunity to learn further was depending on my inability to learn based on what you've taught me so far yeah like but obviously i can put that in the context as a 13 year old kid yeah, yeah, <laughs> i just yeah, went oh okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, i would love to go back to school with the knowledge i have now like because a lot of people can recite information and i, I feel like this is why university is a better place for learning because you can call a professor out like if he yeah. says like oh you know the the uh cell is made of these things that so you can be like okay yeah but like what is that yeah. Or, you know, how does it interact with other molecules or chemicals or like, you know, what do you think of this? And if they don't have an answer, like then they're seen quickly to be charlatans. Yes. You know, so they have to have like a, they have to understand it. And I do find that people that are like, you know, your stereotype social smart ass can retain and like, refer to a ton of information. But when they're challenged on it, they're like, uh, 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 you know, they fall apart under the pressure. And I fucking love finding them. <laughs> <laughs> I had this one dude that, um, I didn't have the permission in my head to to call people out at this point in my life. I, I just kind of like, like if someone says something, I was like, hmm. I was just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, if they're sure. But <laughs> I looked with this other dude that was from Saudi Arabia and he uh, he called people out. And uh, this guy was known for like just creating an answer. Like mm-hmm. if you didn't know it, he'd just be like, oh, it's probably to do with, you know, this, 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 you know, he had to know, right? And it would all be guesswork and it probably wasn't true, but it would give him this air of, you know, or intelligence or, and yeah. yeah, people like fucking fell for it all the time, including me. Uh, and then <laughs> this, this housemate from Saudi Arabia was just like, Hey, do you know what this is? And I was just like, I don't. And he was just like, Oh, we wait for so and so. He'll probably make something up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, that's what he does. He does, yeah. And, and then I start to see it in people now and go, like, So then you just have to challenge, like, How did you conclude that? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like Don't know, do you? You're leading me astray. So, yeah, trust your instinct and don't listen to bullshitters. <laughs> yes, and call them out. <laughs> yeah, all the time, yeah. When Matt was on here, I, I asked him about that and he, he, he was like, yeah, I think your 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 problem is you call people out, people don't really like it. Because, mm. uh, yeah, maybe I'm not, maybe it's socially not good, but I would prefer to live in a world where, like, you could trust people. Like, I remember this, I'm rambling so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> I did door work in Brighton and, like, although like a thug job for like steroid addicts like, uh, I did not fit in at all um, 
it was also a source of deep philosophy <laughs> like because you would you would see people drunk and when people are drunk they tell you everything yeah. as honest as can be you know there's no lies there and i remember this one dude he was like into kung fu and he was just like all i know is kung fu man he was so drunk he was like all i know is kung fu and I'm not going to talk about anything else because uh, it's bullshit. If you ever hear me talking about something else, it's bullshit because I only know Kung Fu. And, like, and I was like, that's amazing. Like, yeah, if you if that was your decision, like, I only know, like, or like, you know, ask yourself, like, do I know about this subject? And like, now I started doing a podcast. I've applied that. I'm kind of like, I'll stop myself and be like, I don't know enough about this to talk about it. Yeah. Like, you know, I can only ask someone and then, or, you know, I can talk about the things that I personally know about and then that really highlights how little you know <laughs> yes very quickly <laughs> yeah and then you have to go out and like research things and then when you research you find you know new things you get smarter you meet people in network and it's just like this extra mental uh oh, i need to learn that word uh exponential that's the one <laughs> uh growth of momentum and, and positive energy yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> well, i suppose that that is a it, being okay to um admit that you don't necessarily know because it's often the case that people don't i mean there's you're not going to know everything are you i mean that's yeah. the whole point yeah i do, I do <laughs> know but i do and like and that's why i'm a ceo <laughs> yeah. if you if you knew everything there'd be no point being here because yeah. i mean that's the whole point of being here is to learn things and see what happens and mm-hmm. understand and change and so I, I i there comes quite a lot of strength from being able to say i don't know that and accept that be yeah yeah yeah, everyone, this is the mindset we need like, in, in the world. Like, like and I've, some of the people that we talked about earlier about me pushing people away, um, a certain caliber. So yeah. I'll ramble for a moment. Like, a lot of the people I were around were like naysayers to mm. any degree for whatever reason, personal ego, like worry, fear, and love, like all these things. They, they would put a wall up between me and my goals, um, and I, I hated it. And it was like the context I use were like. The Wrights brothers, if yep. we had health and safety, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they wouldn't have been fucking around in their no. yard with a fake plane. We no. wouldn't have aeroplanes. We wouldn't have jumbo jets. We wouldn't have fighter jets. We would have lost the Battle of Britain. Don't be fucking selfish. <laughs> we would all speak Nazi German. <laughs> this is the kind of shit that, like, I think if you like, if you snuff out people's flames of thought, like, we imagine what we lose in the world. Like, mm. imagine if like Steve Jobs was discouraged from pursuing Apple. Like, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. So, there's tons of cool shit like and uh you know i was around people that would argue like oh, we know all the elements on the periodic table and i was like one got added like a year ago what are you talking about <laughs> like, <laughs> like and 20, 20 years ago we didn't know half of them and yep. 30 years ago we barely knew any of them and 100 years ago we like only had a handful so it's like fuck you like how's that and and, and that it, that ties in with like the weird shit that this podcast is notorious for which is like you know, uh, does is our history accurate? Like, you know, is our uh, prospects of like alien life accurate? Like, realities, uh, potentials, like what's real and what's likely? Like, Einstein says that everything is possible, but um, you know, most things are improbable. Yes. <laughs> so, like, that's a good measure of things. But yeah, to say something's impossible uh, and and for like alien life like whether it be a civilization or bacteria on mars like i, I believe there's more you can't mm-hmm. just like look at what's on earth and say there's more same like with elements like you know to say oh well they never have the ability to like create certain things we don't have the metals for it like that's nonsense like mm-hmm. we're in a shooting gallery of stones which we can eventually like mine and and pull and harvest and use to create things and uh, our, our concepts of physics is constantly changing and yeah i think unless you're willing to see and innovate and accept that everything is like fluid then yes. we're going to stagnate as a species yes and i hate that 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for my rant. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that draws you back to the whole point of like what we were saying earlier is that choice to innovate and that idea that just having a look and trying things and seeing whether that works is almost what does create and push forward. So don't don't fear it. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, it. I'm gonna have that a T-shirt. <laughs> Do it, <laughs> and then you can brand it. Yep, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so what time are we on? We're on two hours fourteen. Shall we wrap this up with a random question? Go for it. Uh, is the first of all, is there anything you wanted to touch on that I missed? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I know in the moment I leave here, there's going to be <laughs> like, nah, minutes. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not we'll one, talk but... about the amazing <laughs> thing I did. Fuck. It's okay, because there's going to be a round two when I, every guest I have, I can't wait to see in like two, three years to see what path they've taken. And like, I'm going to be really sad because obviously statistically not everyone makes it and their yep. progresses and pursuits. So I'm going to be really sad at seeing the ones that don't. But I'm going to be really happy to see the ones that do. So <laughs> I'm hoping I'm on that list. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, cool to see you in like uh, three years. You rock when Tesla. <laughs> my, my podcast is in an alleyway now. <laughs> like, it's powered mostly by solar cells. <laughs> uh, okay, random question. Um, I suppose, and I probably already know the answer just from measuring your uh personality who is your favorite entrepreneur and is it the rock <laughs> no, oh God, that's this it's a difficult one because it changes all the time um favorite entrepreneur i mean i've always had a thing i mean the rock definitely is someone because i mean i did just look at him um uh, that makes it sound like i've got a, like a little one of him at home or something but no definitely <laughs> <laughs> he's not cute that's definitely one thing he is not um but yeah no definitely uh his it just is worth work ethic in that sense of, uh, like keep pushing forward i'm starting to realize that that's definitely not me i don't think i can ever live up to that sort of not in terms of i'm not saying i just that's not necessarily always what i want to be to keep pushing forward because i i think that can be quite difficult being so always on it and i think that can mean that potentially you leave other things behind that you might regret later in a sense and i'm not saying he's a bad parent i'm not saying that at all but to have the schedule so full up means that you do end up missing out on certain things so yeah. definitely um his work ethic uh steve jobs has always been someone mm. can be a bit of a dick <laughs> <laughs> very pushy did always push for the best of people um yeah. which was something that i aspire to and i think a lot of in terms of design because that's always been me in terms of my degree in product design and that and the i look up to him particularly um you said only one but i seem to have listed two and elon musk is someone else that's emerging and i don't know too much about him so i definitely but in terms of how quickly and, and what it looks like he might end up coming i do think he's going to become something more in the next few years um yeah. as things start to work out spacex uh the i forget what it's called the internet one have you seen that one yeah oh, i watched them launch it was amazing um like literally on the beach i was watching the lights oh really <laughs> what are they called uh sky no not skynet that's terminator <laughs> <laughs> although <laughs> it is very similar to that though isn't it it's yeah. star starnet star something like that it's yeah. something like that free internet for the world yeah, <laughs> yeah that one and then obviously colonizing mars and all that kind of stuff very interesting um don't know if it's always necessarily the right way to go well, that way yeah. we'll soon find out yeah, comments I did, yeah if uh, if you're new to me 
go onto my page and find the Atlantis episode. It, it gets better as it goes on. I'm new at making videos. But <laughs> the, the whole episode is about um, this great cataclysm, like hypothesis that Graham Hancock and Rena Carson put together that humanity may have got to a level of advanced technology where, which would explain away the, like, the very overwhelming amount of coincidences like oh the, the pyramids oh the matching hieroglyphs on continents never interacted culturally yeah the time restraint you know things intentionally buried like i can go on <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, they believe that there's a, a comet impacts that, that would have set this empire back like oh, okay. and and that's what the, all the references of the great flood the you know noah's ark like whatever you know, native americans even talk of this huge flood and uh, and the ice age being like the emergence of our history is just a restart of our mm. history or you know a species and humanity sort of stemmed from it and that we've been coached and pushed through this so to go interplanetary would immediately drastically reduce the extinction event of humanity if we we're on mars as well yes kind of cool um and the hypothesis or theory is that once we do start firing into space which we're kind of doing we will come across like failed planets yes that, that, like even down to like just using their resources wrong like um easter island for instance like the the island itself was uh, like a hub of like a very big civilization and um <laughs> they 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 utilized all their resources to the point where they couldn't grow enough trees to make boats to interact with the rest of the society okay. so yeah. then they they literally maroon themselves, themselves. Yeah. yeah so if you galactically maroon yourself by using up all your helium fossil fuels and you know, you do the same thing so yeah i think musking us to mars like although everyone, it's not really a priority it kind of is yeah <laughs> it's been, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because it does, it, it's a whole, very controversial. And obviously, I mean, we've messed up this planet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with climate change and stuff. So, I mean, we'll probably quite easily do the same somewhere else. And, but in terms of survival, like you're saying, it, it does massively reduce that worry that, well, worry that you are going to completely wipe out and mm. uh, you are like, it is likely that at some point we will end up finding some that have not got as far as we have <laughs> think as well right? yes. it could be us like a species could come to earth and be like oh yeah they're all a bunch of like racists that put up borders <laughs> yes <laughs> they hide a what a and build walls <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dicks. um but see how I said you okay. yeah. <laughs> like, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I'll like, be like making reference that oh, I have some butter on my crumpet, some honey. <laughs> What's the meaning of life? <laughs> Where do bees come from? Do they care that we cultivate the honey? Is it a symbiotic relationship we have? Do they hate us? Are we <laughs> <laughs> very quickly? Yeah, it gets intense, which is that's really what like... can make it quite beautiful, though, in a sense, isn't it? Makes for a good podcast. I hope. <laughs> uh, okay, so I interrupted Elon Musk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Elon Musk. Um, I I just feel like it, I feel like it's somebody to watch for the next few years because mm. it's going to be interesting. At least what he's done so far is interesting, and um, I feel like he's going to push us forward. Um, well, I may say him. I mean him and his team. Mm. Obviously, there's a lot of risk that he's taken personally, but his team is also obviously backing him and pushing him forward. Yeah. Um, Do you yeah. think that's the next? That's right. Interrupt. No, um, no. That's the next step of entrepreneurship. Is you you get the mindset, you get the ideas, you begin making the or generating the wealth or the product or whatever it may be that was be in demand, and then your next step is to get a team because like the Rock has a team. Like you know, everyone, all these people have had to 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 manage their many many ideas and think a team of people. Um, and like I would argue that the Rock, as much as he 
you know, both he's superhuman and mm-hmm. like, I'm in the gym all the time. Like I imagine he has access to things that we don't, such as like stem cell to repair muscles, and yeah. injuries, or you know, maybe a he's on like whole a whole crew of that ship his gym around everywhere halfway yeah, around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the imperfect diet for his like metabolism. Like people have stepped in to work it out, and yes. and he's now got like superhuman abilities for this. Like I wonder if that is what the next stage to super entrepreneur is. Maybe <laughs> we work it out in a couple of years. <laughs> Let's figure this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll end up like I mean, end up hugely muscled and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. episode three hundred seven foot tall. Like, yeah, <laughs> smoking cigars. Like, so <laughs> like, we can smoke these because we've got like new lungs growing in a lab somewhere. Like, so, <laughs> we're not worried about the cause and effect. I wonder. Maybe. <laughs> we'll have to see you next year. <laughs> okay, man. So, well, let's wrap this up. Um, it's been amazing talking to you. It's been um, good talking to you too. And thank you for having me on. No worries, man. I can't wait to see how you grow and how one year to one million goes. Like, I'm excited to keep like an eye on the content. So, if anyone wants to follow you, what is your Instagram? It is at the Luke Brooks because the Luke Brooks has probably taken my opinion before. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Anyway, but um, no, so at the Luke Brooks and then uh, on there, there's plenty of stuff. Follow me on LinkedIn, uh, blog on Medium. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that's just at Luke Brooks. Cool. Uh, and yeah. I'll show you all in the comments if you didn't drop that on quick enough. Um, <laughs> I always ask people, and I'm going to put in the comments anyway. Yeah. Like, just to prompt you, like, research, like, have a look. Uh, support and courage. It's more just for you, isn't it? So then when you go back, you can yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think to put a link in there. Yeah. It's quite, very handy for people. I don't even have one. <laughs> I can do that later. Okay, well, I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, thank you, Human Food, for sponsoring us, and thank you for coming on. Thank you. Cool. Bye, everyone. <laughs>